Kim McTamming is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 200 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Never mind, it's 201. Joining as Brett Cena, uh-huh. rotating panel guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind time after time here on Comic Timing. First episode of 2020, because as usual, we are timely as hell. And we're literally going to discuss everything on this episode. Dio, Watchmen, Marvel stuff, other things, coronavirus, whatever we feel like. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levestein, and welcome to episode 201 of Comic Timing. We are back in the virtual studio yet again. Brent Casino returns. Casino, what up? Uh, I, I never went away. You've been sitting here this entire time? It's been five months. I've been waiting for you to start the Skype conversation. What the hell? You've seriously, I missed a whole lot of work for this. You've, you've seriously been just sitting at the... Oh, my God, man. Man, you were supposed yeah, to be in, I, like, Japan and shit. Like, what the hell? I dropped you off back at, you know, Martha's mom's house and drove uh-huh. home and yeah. got on Skype like we said we were, and it's been a while. Oh, my God. Do- Donovan, have you been waiting that long, too? I have. I've, I've, I've grown and aged, and I'm all hairy and smelly now. So I hope you're happy. Oh, so like a cabri- like an average comic book fan. Okay, all right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't mean it. We love you guys. We swear. We swear. We love you. Uh, Raph. Oh my God. Raph is there, and he's and he's on his own microphone. What? Yeah. And uh, and uh, when you guys fit, um, recorded 100, I think I was in the hospital. Uh, yeah. You mean 200? So no, 100 because it's. <laughs> It's the same thing. <laughs> no, yeah, I was in the hospital when you guys recorded 200. I'm pretty sure that was the case, yeah, because that was that, that was that 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 was that weekend, wasn't it? Oh man, it probably was because you guys shouted it out uh, on the episode because yes. I, I finished listening to the episode a while ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you unaware, uh, yeah, Rafsu who has a new kidney and a new podcast, and we'll get both. Hey. We'll, we'll get more into those later on. And Brandon Christopher is here as well. I've been waiting this whole time. I'm just imagining you with like curled toenails and like like a. I haven't showered since last October when I was on. Hashtag onion breath. I have now have the old man beard and dis- disheveled hair. Uh, so nothing's changed. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would have hair now, so yes. Yeah, right, exactly. Hey, hey, I've, I've been looking at some old photos lately, man. I remember what you used to look like with hair. Hey, it wasn't that different. Oh, boy. Oh, God, I know. It's so weird. It's not, it's not as We weird. all look so young. Oh, my God. Compared please. to now. Faced. Those, that, that one picture of the three of us from Megacon, like, I look at it, and I, I don't have a beard. Uh, Brent is way skinnier. Raph has more hair. Uh, Brandon has hair. I have a hairline, I know, right? Yeah. Sweet baby Jesus. I, I don't Donovan even... wasn't even born yet. No, he wasn't actually. <laughs> yeah. He was he, he, right. he was just a dream on on his mother's mind and then and then before we knew it, there he was. But uh Holy <laughs> 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 <You> knew it. <laughs> Uh, like, a behold, like a beholder. Good times, good times. Well, we're back. It's it's even though it's 2020 and it's been a while, uh, we are indeed back. And uh, and I, I'd, first of all, I'd like to thank those people who have actually been commenting on the blog over the past couple of months because uh, I I was I oh, was you're welcome. Uh, yes, uh, it wasn't you actually. Surprisingly, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I we, know. we had a, we had a comment either. from uh, a Laura Smith on our Joker episode, so I'd like to thank her for that, and also a. Uh, Daniel Souter 
uh, commented on episode 195, our St. Mark's episode, uh, saying that we all have very good radio personalities, and it keeps the listener engaged. So I very much like to thank him for that. But Better make it so. Podcasters engaged. Yeah. <laughs> I now pronounce you podcaster and wife. You may kiss the audience. Mm, uh, consent, mm. consent first, though. Consent first. Oh, uh, clear, also, clear. coronavirus. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta be careful. You, you know what? Let, let, let's actually let's just start off with that, since 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 it's it's what's on the minds of a lot of people right now, um, and it's affecting the comic book scene uh, in in certain ways. It hasn't affected affected distribution yet, but I do wonder specifically with stuff that's printed out of China. If it may actually uh, affect the uh, the distribution line a little bit over the next couple of months, we're just got to wait. That's on only trades, I think, and not all trades. Okay, Kickstarters. It's it's not going to affect diamonds related stuff because mm-hmm. it's mostly printed in Canada. Right. It's going to affect Kickstarters though. Okay. All right. Well, that that and probably uh, and just in general, like independent published uh, comics may have to uh, affect that because I know that I actually I mean I know back in the day uh, Comfort and Adam were getting some stuff out of uh, China I think they've changed their distribution line since then but some independent creators yeah basically if you're small t- if you're a smaller publisher or or self-publishing mm-hmm. you you might have some problems but yeah. it, it shouldn't be it's not going to be a, as big a deal as say tariffs were for board games right but it's it's it, it it could it could be a problem. <laughs> well, what do we think about uh, Emerald City Comic Con? As uh, uh, earlier uh, last week, uh, it looked like it was still going to happen, and then uh, it was officially announced that uh, Emerald City Comic Con is being postponed nebulously until the summer. They didn't actually give a date, which makes me think it might just wind up being canceled entirely for this year. But I guess we're gonna have to did wait they, and see. Did they issue refunds for the creators and? Anybody who had tickets or whatever? They issued refunds specifically for people with tickets. I am uncertain about uh, retailer refunds, but I would assume that has to happen. Um, it, that would be pretty shitty if they didn't do it and just said, oh, it's postponed, so your money's still good. We're going to keep it. And and that, yeah. and, and that, I know it's kind of out of everyone's control, so yeah. it is unfortunate all around. It, it's unfortunate all around, especially for people who weren't able to get uh, travel refunds, um, because that's... That's the most important problem here. Like, uh, even if Emerald City does give refunds to everybody, there's people who have non-refundable hotel rooms or non-refundable plane tickets. uh, That unless you know the 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 plane the plane gets waived or the uh, hotel room gets waived, hotel rooms are the biggest problem because those are giant pains in the ass to cancel. You you can maybe get some leeway with uh, flights, but. I know that some creators were mentioning that, that they were going to still go to uh, Seattle, the Seattle area, and possibly have like a smaller convention, uh, like in a hotel or something like that, if they can get it, uh, just to you know basically hawk their wares. Because uh, even those who are getting refunds, like this is a lot of money lost for uh, you know for people who were probably relying on this uh, on this early March uh, income ladder uh, for for creators. Uh, Donovan, uh, what, what do you think, man? I mean, like, uh, what, what, how do you think this is going to affect uh, creators? And uh, and I mean, for one thing, like, do you think there's going to be other cons that are going to be affected by this? Well, my my first thought was kind of immediately to STCC, which is like my my regular go to, right? Um, but what I was going to ask, I mean, I really don't know. I, I honestly am not sure. Um, but what I was going to ask is, like, do you think this was like the, the smart, responsible thing, or do you think that this is sort of like 
if this was the case, they should be kind of like postponing a lot more, a lot of other kind of crowded arenas mm-hmm. like later on down the line. Like there was supposed to be like a, this was supposed to be like a debate tonight. Uh, um, yes, there was. was postponed. Yeah, there was a there was a, there was a debate that was postponed. Uh, South by Southwest has been postponed. Uh, GDC Coachella. got canceled. GDC Coachella. The the rumor is uh, E3 right. is going to be canceled, and that's in June. Ooh, yeah, that one. So what does tough. that say about San Diego? Also, that's yeah, a man. really good question. I mean, I was on the cusp. Uh, I was I attended PAX East just last week. I think it was like just at the right time. Like Corona hadn't really spread that much in the United States, so they they were able to still go forward with it. And same with C two E two. It was that exact same weekend. Um, Actually, that's funny because. Um, Midtown was going to do their first booth at C2E2, mm-hmm. and they brought in three artists, two of them from Italy, yeah. one from South Korea, oh, wow. and they all got canceled because Oof. they're in quarantine zones. Ah, that sucks. But Midtown didn't end up going. Yeah, uh, and, and Sony, uh, Sony pulled out of PAX East before it started, um, so, and it was very noticeable on the floor. Like, there were uh, giant gaps in the aisle where Sony was going to be. Like, they did their best you to mean try you to, You could like, actually walk? You, yeah, I know. What a shock, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, they were supposed to be pretty much, like, right next to Nintendo. Um, like, Nintendo had a big setup for Animal Crossing, and they premiered the, the, uh, the new game on there for the first time. But because that was NOA uh, and not, you know, Japanese Nintendo, they were able to still go forward. But Sony was bringing a lot of people from Japan, um, so it just made more sense for them to straight up cancel. They have a lot less of a North America presence, I feel like, than Nintendo does when, mm-hmm. it, when it comes to creators. This is this is just going to continue. I have a feeling, like if unless it's, other than like the small cons, like I would not be shocked if there's some cons that are supposed to be happening in June or July that wind up still affected by this. We have a um, well, Middle Tennessee Anime Con in April, and mm-hmm. so far as as far as I know, all, all you know, all team full steam ahead on, on that, but like. I don't know. There could be like last-minute uh, delays or even cancellations for that. Yeah, I, I, I well, mean, I, as of now, I know Anime Next is still on for June, June twelfth to fourteenth. I usually run panels there, but uh, I, you know, I'm certainly going to be uh, a little bit wary since it's Atlantic City, and you know, it could be, you know, anything. So, I mean, you're already I, in Jersey. It's bad enough. <laughs> what were you to say, Brent? I changed my flight. I'm supposed to go to Japan on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was going to change it to, I was supposed to go through San Francisco, and I went, eh, let's not do that, just in case. I know it's overreacting, but uh, we actually made the decision to cancel the trip altogether. Oh, wow. Um, so, well, uh, yeah, I, I so mean, I've been, a lot more than just cons are getting canceled. Please, man, yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, working, I'm working part-time for Engadget now, and uh, even before South by Southwest was canceled, uh you know, it came up from up, from up high, like, you know, that, that we weren't going to attend South by Southwest. And, and that's, you know, one of the biggest, uh, you know, places to report on technology and entertainment, period. You know, and it's Austin's biggest boom. You know, like, Donovan, I mean, like, what you, what you were saying about San Diego, like, it's not even just the fact that, uh, you know, like, you hope San Diego Comic-Con doesn't get canceled. It is the biggest moneymaker for the, the city of San Diego, and that's right. And that's what South by Southwest is for for uh, for Austin. Um, so if if they don't reschedule that, there's a huge hole in the city economy there, and it's going to affect you know not just creators but but you know the city in general. It's it's messed up, man. The times we're living in are freaking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> a hell of a way to start the the new decade. But like, because I, I I've not been aware of any. You guys are a little older than I am. I'm not. I'm not. 
been familiar with this anything like this ever before. I know there's a few years there was like a little bit of an Ebola scare. Yeah. But like this is like a real like contagion that because like we had our first kind of like uh, cor- um, yeah coronavirus contraction in Tennessee hmm. uh, earlier this week. Uh, it's not it's not necessarily ne- near me exactly, but it's not terribly far. Yeah. And you know you see places like there are a lot of like places which I was I was um taking my mom to a doctor's appointment today and like there was a uh, you know a um sanitizer dispenser that's out because people keep on using it and you know there's all these different health code uh regulations for restaurants and stuff i mean this is a real and i, I hear that like italy has completely shut it uh south korea is on, on its way there so it's like uh, i was i mean uh, uh the next bond film has been delayed several months um it yeah which what you say about the economy is, is a really interesting thing these are things that like i, I never would have necessarily uh expected you, you, you really think of the, the health risks, but in terms of like you know just the fear of the spreading of the disease, not so much you know the disease, but just like kind of like the the predicative uh, sort of preparational impact of it. It's it's really wild, and and um, the conventions were once were something I, I kind of thought about last, but like once I heard of Emerald City Comic Con, it's like oh man, this is this is this is going to be the beginning, yeah. and because um, because I, I don't know if anybody has any like you know scope of how long this would you know kind of play itself out i don't know if anybody does i mean i mean it could, it could be years honestly well the thing is so as the one person who has to pay attention to this stuff <laughs> um two thank you coronavirus coronavirus is not lethal to the average person right. it's just a slightly worse than average flu mm-hmm. right. it is lethal to the elderly and anyone who is immunocompromised which Hello, got a new kidney. Means yeah. I, I see. This is why I was waiting for the for the bionic kidney because I didn't want to be immunocompromised. Bionic, bionic kidney. Ooh. But here we are. That's so, thing. yeah, there were there were they were there was a test run um, going on um, last time I checked in 2018, but it hasn't come to market yet. So yeah. you know, get the kidney now or <laughs> wait for something that may or may not come in, in my lifetime. Yeah, I, I still I still think you made the right choice there, Chief. Yeah, yes. I did. I did. It's just, it's just you got a new kidney. Oh look, let's give you a contagion. Yeah, cool, cool. Thanks, Planet. Well, thanks, I, dude. I, yeah, I mean, this is like, to answer your question. This is going to last, I think, a couple of years at least. Uh-huh. Um, this may be the whole new. You know, every year there's the cold and flu virus. Now it may be, it may be now going forward. This is going to be your cold flu and Corona uh-huh. season, unfortunately. Well, and it's just like Rap said, it's more prevalent. To be harmful to elderly, young, and immunocompromised, those who who are not not weathered enough or not seasoned enough. Have, Actually, have a, it's not attacking young people. I mean, I don't mean young. I mean like infantile young. I mean like babies right, yeah. And things that, yeah, that would, I saw there was a news report about like you know uh, the coronavirus is you know killing off the elderly, but not the children. And it's like hmm, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, because because children have it hates children. boomers. Yeah. Well, well the, cl- the closest children, th- children have a higher have a higher um have a, have a higher working immune system than than, yeah. older, than, uh, than elderly. And look, I, I have two immunocompromised family members also, so I, so I have to be aware of this as well. You know, it, it's this is going to be not so much a standard going forward, but I mean, mm-hmm. look at SARS. SARS was around for what two or three years before yeah. it officially died out. Then there was swine flu, which still is. Around, but not I as was, prevalent. I, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking about swine flu because I was working for Pokemon uh, when when swine flu uh, was was out, and and I remember like the scare of like if if anybody coughed or sneezed in an office, people were immediately petrified. You know, yeah, and like, this and like it, there is the lack of information, the lack of clarity coming out of a lot of 
major health organizations is not helpful, unfortunately. And a lot of yeah. people are relying on news, which, which is using a lot of speculation. And some news is trying to get more information out, which is more creditable. But again, it's I, it's, I think a lot of cons are erring on the side of caution, where they would rather Definitely. shut down for six months and hopefully have this all blow over into have a boom. It's going to suck right now. Oh yeah. Honestly. Well, I, I mean, the market. And, and frankly, look, like, hmm? well, well, no, like, I mean, like, I'd rather them be be you know precautionary than than you know wind up accidentally having like a pax box scenario. Uh, right. You know, and 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 things you know breaking out and wind up uh, you know spreading it even further. You know. Yeah, and look at the market. The market is uh, going crazy. Last week, the market for the second week in a row lost over a thousand points, which is a shit ton of money. Yeah. All right. Well, the president said otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, it, a lot of people don't know how to take this because you don't know what the effects are going to be yeah. just yet. Right. This could this could be long-lasting ramifications. This could be short-term ramifications. We don't know 100% yet. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I'd rather have them be cautious and be safe than, you know, be irresponsible and have your con and have this, con- this congregation of thousands of people in one, con- in one small area and then have a epidemic as it spreads out even further yeah and and one thing that i'll say is that uh for anybody who was planning on you know say like for instance getting commissions from their favorite artists or uh looking to purchase things from their favorite creators at a convention that was supposed to be happening over the next couple of weeks um if it does happen to get canceled like emerald city comic-con did or you know any other conventions for that matter uh reach out to those creators you know, they, they most of them have online presences of one way or the other, and a bunch of creators are doing, like, quote-unquote, online convention appearances in order to, you know, pay their bills. Uh, so, you know, if you were looking to get a commission from somebody or you were looking to purchase, you know, art from somebody or a comic directly from a, a certain individual, don't be afraid to reach out to them, and, and you can go ahead and still spend your money uh, that you would have been spending at the convention itself and, you know, basically keep those creators afloat. Yeah. Now, what are Adam Hughes and J. Scott Campbell going to do for money? Uh, they're going to like open up their money vault like Scrooge McDuck and just swim around in it. More covers. <laughs> Light their cigars with $100 bills. Yeah. Ba- Greg Horn. Yeah. Yeah. More exclusive covers. Horn face? What? Hey, you know what? I will say uh, Greg Horn was at Megacon last year in 2019, and me and Jim walked by his booth. Yeah, and he had a whole lot of just like weird, random custom stuff mm-hmm. that would apply to con goers, not just the old Secret Invasion Marvel covers and stuff he did ten years ago. So, you know, he's tapping into a market, so he must be doing something right for him. I've no. seen Greg Horn in a minute. It doesn't feel like Greg Horn just survives on what he has done ten years ago, and he doesn't really have to do much else because he's Greg. He's Greg Horn. Fair enough. Yeah. He does the occasional cover. Yeah, he does. He d- he does. You're right. That that's true. He does do the occasional cover, but he still you know has enough of a body of work to work off of that he can you know basically just resell the same prints over and over again. Yeah, and fine. Yeah, pretty much. He he updates his prints every now and then, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, you know, good for him. Well, uh, going from one uh, you know calamity to another. Uh, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> so, All bad news. So how about that DC Comics, huh? 
Um, oh God! <laughs> oh boy! Things have ha- I've got thoughts. Things have changed since the Fire Nation attacked, and uh, that, uh, <laughs> and uh, Dan DiDio is officially no longer working for DC Comics. This happened about a month ago at this point, uh, but it's still fresh on the minds of uh, comic fans uh, throughout the industry and creators but. throughout the industry. Uh, but that's because Marvel's buying them, right? That's what I oh, saw yes. online. <laughs> yes. If, oh. if the deal finds the Avatar and brings him back to the Fire Lord, yeah. he'll get his position back. You know, you know what? You so to deal with Uncle Iroh, what? <laughs> no, he's Zuko. <laughs> oh, God. So he's dead, Patel? The Variant Edition back, YouTube please. channel did a whole segment on whether or not Marvel's going to buy DC. And I was like, you guys are smarter than this. You're Wait, going this? into the clickbait. Oh, God. Variant. Really? You know what? You know what kills me though, like at that, like at that, you know, Dendidio and Jim Lee panel that was apparently just Jim Lee. Like, yeah, his his like response to like those rumors to me was like was like really not not definitive enough. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, you know, there's no plans at this time, and you know, we certainly tell you, it's like you're supposed to say no. It's a ridiculous idea. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, it's totally possible that AT and T can go to Disney and go, hey, listen, we don't want to make comics anymore. Can you get your, like, Marvel kids to do it or whatever? And Disney goes, sure, you know, pay us, uh, you know, we'll work out some sort of payment thing. The thing is, that's possible. Yeah. What's not possible is AT&T going, hey, Disney, do you want this treasure trove of characters that are worth billions of Thank dollars you. and we'll just sell it to you? Yeah. That's fucking impossible exactly and you are out of your mind yep. or completely ignorant of how intellectual property works mm-hmm. if you think that's going to happen yeah, and i don't I give a shit if i've hurt anybody's feelings i, I can't explain it to jim because he asked me my buddy jim asked me if that was true or not and i was like no the batman and superman licenses are worth too much money he's like yeah but they're not making any movies i'm like jim we're not talking about movies we're talking about cereal boxes yeah. and T-shirts and Merch, toys, kids toys, posters, this is, that is the equivalent. That is the equivalent of Pepsi selling the Pepsi formula to Coke. Yeah, it is never mm-hmm. going to fucking happen. Yeah, uh, which is which is hilarious because <laughs> let's let's go back to the late seventies, early eighties, and one of my favorite blog posts by Jim Shooter discusses just how close. Marvel came to making DC Comics. Oh yeah, I've heard that story before. Yeah, that that there was supposed to be a licensing agreement, just a licensing agreement. They were not selling the co- the properties to Marvel. That Marvel would just go ahead and make Superman, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Justice League. That they would basically just be making the DC Comics. This is not WWF buying WCW. Like this is this is not that scenario. It no, was, it's it's like what Star Wars does with their comics, yes. or, or even what Marvel does with their kids' line because exactly. IDW prints their kids' comics, right? And, and there's Marvel comics, yeah, exactly. There's Marvel comics that are printed by IDW and 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 so forth. And there's you know like Treasury editions that are made by other companies. Like it's just you know a farming out scenario. But I just think it's so left field, especially. When fucking Cosmic Book News' source, their quote-unquote source, was one person, Ethan Van Skyver. Oh, man. Oh, right. I didn't know exactly. that. Yeah. Ethan Van Skyver yeah. knows anything about the comic industry at this point. Yeah. Like, inside news, 
you are out of your goddamn mind. Exactly. He was wailing that DC was dead when Dan Adia was, was, was kicked out. He's like, this is the end of DC! And, and I was like... So was Rob Liefeld. Yeah, he was. Um, and frankly, well, I expected... Rob expect, was celebrating. I expected better from Rob Liefeld. And those are words that just came out of my mouth. Um, oh, you were? <laughs> you were? You, I, re- you really were. Clips I, for future use. Yeah, no, honest, honestly, Brandon, yes, I, I was. Because even though, even though Rob Liefeld is a character, to say the least... I've always considered him a professional. Um, Look, I remembered how salty he was during the New Fifty Two about Hawkman. I, I remember he was a, he was furious. Yeah. So that, now all that came back when he was like kind of like waving the flag when the deal left. No, here's here's one thing. Okay. Yeah. Look, Rob Liefeld is doing his massive heel turn right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is all has been. Yeah. Ever since he started doing his little video blogs where he started railing upon, ranting upon one little thing at a time, I'm like, this is a fucking heel turn. So when he did this thing. I'm like, it doesn't surprise me at all. I don't think he really even cares one way or another. I, this is just his now new shtick. Yeah, because so I, don't, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect. Yeah, because he saw Ethan Van Skyver's making money off of Indiegogo, and he's like, hey, I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? plus he's not he's not doing full comics get. He's just being a dick. Right, so right. He and, can get away with it. And, as, whereas Ethan is out of his goddamn mind, yeah. and he needs hey, help. You know he what? I, hey, one. let me make it. Let me let me promise this book. I'll promise it for four or five years, uh-huh. and you guys just pay me the money, and you'll never get the book. Yeah. The Cyberfog hasn't come out yet? No, it's come out. Yeah, it came Cyberfog out, came out um, a couple of months ago, and yeah. it was a bunch of them were damaged, waterlogged, I think, or Siri something. high garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know you what? Know, it's like the Alex Jones of the comics world. Yeah, and, and, mm. and frankly, at this, mm. at this point, like, I've... I've matured as a human being, or at least I think so, since we started doing this show. Because I used to, I used to shit on on Liefeld just just wholeheartedly, or or shit on people, you know, just because I didn't like their work. And of course. and and I, I don't I don't like doing that anymore because you know I'm I'm fucking I'm fucking thirty six years old. Like I, you know, they're, God, they're, we're they're, fucking they're, old. Yeah, you we old are. Man, you. We are. You I've been podcasting since I was in my early twenties, and now I'm thirty six <laughs> years old. Like that says something. But at the same time. Um, you know, EVS can go ahead and do his shit. Like, he, he wants to make money off of idiots. Go ahead. You know, he wants to go ahead and make money off of... Uh, it's the American way. It's, exactly, it's the American way. And, and, he's, and, he's, and he's, he's found a way to do that. And he's enjoying it. But at the same time, to blatantly spread false and stupid rumors like that, just to try and boost your own base... And to try and like get people in a frenzy, is just beyond idiotic. You know, yeah. it's it, it's it's just it ma- it makes no goddamn sense to me. But at the same time, of course, it makes sense to him because he's got more people saying his name. America. Yeah, that's it. Ready for you know another lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I have DC Comics. Brandon, don't be afraid to speak. Go ahead. You know what? No, I disagree with that. Yeah. Even Van Skyberg can go fuck himself <laughs> with the biggest, dirtiest, foulest fucking dildo ever. Hey, my, my one print and commission are, are can hear you, you know. Okay, no. That's not the Ethan, that's not the Ethan, Ethan Van Skyberg that we knew. No, okay? I know. I know. This is the so Ethan Van Skyberg who is now profiteering yeah. off of misogyny. It's, it's, not the, it's not the Van Skyver that, Sim- that Gail Simone was friends with, you know? Right. And it, no, I don't, he can make all the money he fucking wants. He, I don't, I don't care about him Did anymore. Did you guys see that video he made about that Rose Tico doll? 
I did. Yes. Yeah. He is insane. Yeah, no, he, he is. is lost his goddamn mind. Yes. And you know yeah. what? Anybody or he's follow- doing a really good job making you think he is. Making the Alex Jones comparison is actually really fitting. Um, it is. Because and the thing is, Alex Jones does make money. Yes, he does. So, you know, like... Eh. And so does... Uh, uh, what's his face? The guy who used to be... Yeah, the guy who used to be on Fox News, uh, the, the 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 one who like would 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 oh, like, oh oh I know you're talking about like Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, thank you. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that, that's that's probably closer to to what I would what I would compare him to as a Glenn Beck or or Rush Limbaugh. I met or him. Rush Limbaugh, the guy who said that like uh, Miles Morales was like meant to be Obama in a Spider Man costume. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, oh lordy, you 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 met Glenn Beck. I've never told the story. No, no, you no. never did. Okay, you let him live. <laughs> Let's let's turn back the clock. It's okay. the year um, that JMS did this, did Superman, right? So it's like seven. 2000, yeah. No, 2011. It's right before New Fifty Two. Oh, okay, so right, yeah. it's it's a Saturday. I'm at, I'm at Midtown Comics. I'm working, and um, I think not too long before that, Glenn Beck had gone on a rant on Fox News about someone on Fox News had gone on a rant about how Superman had just rescinded his citizenship and how it's un-American and Superman would never do that. So I am helping a kid with a book and his dad comes along and it's it, it's Glenn Beck. Like I look right at him and usually I have I'm a little like ins- unsure about recognizing like like people on TV. I recognize them instantly. And so like we were talking about that and no I think he was the one that made the rant about Superman because I pointedly explained to him what was the point of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be like, no, this is what he did. This is why he did it, and like, he started doing his Glenn Beck thing. He legit started tearing up and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not a gimmick. You really do that. <laughs> you just cry randomly at things. Yeah. Jesus. So well, it's definitely been, been around Glenn Beck's heyday when he was like in the news. Yeah. This is yeah. like you know chalkboard Glenn Beck. Yeah. Like this around, is when he was on Fox News. Around the time that John Stewart did the best impersonation of anyone. Oh ever. my God! I oh love those. God. I love those so much. But yeah, that was what eight years. God, it was eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's when I met Glenn Beck. So I have met Glenn Beck. But let, I'm let, not let, proud of it. It's just something that happened in my life. Well, let's 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 bring things back around to to Didio, uh, and and the fact that you know whether you liked the dude or not, whether you agreed with what he did or not, whether you you know hoped he would get fired or not. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you you have to re- you have to appreciate the fact that this man he was a passionate motherfucker. I, I feel like I feel like I'm talking like he's dead. Uh, like he he was he he's he's always been a passionate guy, and he under his reign at DC DC put out some of my favorite books of all time. Not everything was great. All time. Not everything was great, but under his Rain. We got JSA, you know. We got we got uh, Infinite Crisis, you know. We got Final Crisis, Multiversity. We got uh, you know uh, Snyder's Batman run. We got All Star Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder. Uh, not going to mention that Identity, uh, Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis. You know, so many countdown to Final Crisis. Count, uh, oh my God! Wow, you're doing a really good job of completely getting rid of my point, man. Uh, <laughs> But I know I love Dan. I yeah, love Dan. I I'm just being I'm just being but, me. But but you know, you could say the same damn thing about Casada. 
you know, that yeah, you totally could. And I have. (laughs) And 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 we all have that that, you know, for as many positives as there are, there's negatives. But this is this is a guy this is a guy who (laughs) went out there uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Wrath. That never happened. Uh, who just went out there and basically put, put himself on the line for the comic book industry and protected a lot of the people who worked for DC too, because that's what I've heard about about Dan, is that he's the type of person who would, you know, go to bat for people. Wait a minute. What about the creator it? rights that that Conway was talking about a few years ago? Didn't, that, didn't, wasn't Dan like behind like when that went away? Uh, that was not just Dan. No, it was not Dan. That was, also, he was overridden yeah. by uh, his by Warner Brothers. Yes, yeah, yes. That, that that was much more. In fact, honestly, I heard the opposite, Donovan. I actually heard that he was that he was uh, doing his best to try and keep those rights, and basically Warner Brothers was like, "No, you know, we lost enough from the Vertigo contracts that were yeah, it's part of that Vertigo thing. So. Yeah, that that okay. were, that were reversing things. I could be entirely wrong, and if I am, then I am." But from from uh, fair enough. I mean I, I, I mean I, I don't believe that Denity was just like that and now now like bad guy towards his cause yeah I, I just didn't know but like I do remember that that happening but just in like, just in the end we just have to appreciate what he was there for you know and like, and and the people that he helped bring to DC Comics and what he tried to do even if even if not all of it worked like like the No Fifty Two which you know was mostly trash but you know so be it. All right. <laughs> the deal was like the P.T. Barnum of, of comic books, honestly. And I think he was such a great hype man for yeah. the books that he put out. Like, I honestly, I I loved going to his panels. No question. Because you could, it, that, I mean, like, you could, all right, so the year we went to MegaCon, right? Yeah. And it was him and Palmiati, and they just mm-hmm. fucking roasted us yep. from the from the panel. Yeah. Like, he had, he had that passion where he could talk to you as a fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to him at New- I ran it, bump- I bumped into him randomly at New York Comic Con one year. Yeah. And he kind of he kind of remember- remembered me from from MegaCon earlier that year. I'm like like but he- the passion that he had as a cre- as a creator and the fact that he actually would go to bat for those weird books just to see how it'll sell. Oh yeah. Like, oh man. 52 should not have worked at all. And he didn't like it, right? Wednesday Con. No, he, he didn't like it. Yeah, Wednesday mm-hmm. Comics. But he backed it for it, yeah. 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 You know, when, stuff like Wednesday Comics would never happen without the Dio. Right. Like, it, like, <sighs> the thing is, he... He, he, would, he liked it because they did four more weekly series after that. Yes. He liked yeah. sales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, he, he, he knew where his bread was, or how his bread was buttered, and he would not interfere with the writers on that front. Right. That's what I respect from him about that. Like, yeah. he had his editorial mandates, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to do this, you want to do that, you, you want to... Like you're a manager, you you have to show direction somehow, Absolutely. and I get that. And not all direction is going to work. Yeah, and but so yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, Brandon. But when you let your workers work for you, all right, and you work with them, you get great stuff. Right. You get Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. You get Rebirth, yeah. uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. You get Identity Crisis. You get Infinite Crisis. You get. He had the highest highs. I. I've seen I it a long time. Blackest Night was a high, but uh, disagree. I think you don't Black like Night Blackest Night. I liked it a lot when it was out. Um, hindsight is like is, is, there's a lot of like poisonous attributes that I saw kind of the whole of this work. But at, at the time, I loved it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't like I about it, Blackest Night was it did the thing where you had to read Green Lantern <laughs> and Green Lantern Corps basically, right. and, and it was like you know then they collect it and they're like the whole event is here. I'm like no, it's not. You're missing Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's it's also yeah, stained by the, the aftermath. Mm. 
That's th- that's the aftermath enough. wasn't as strong as the the lead up to Blackest Night. Yeah, right. oh, brightest day. Yeah, the last the yeah. aftermath was was botched. There, there was a lot of like characters that just never came back. Like Gar. Yeah, Bright, brightest yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. Something something went wrong in the planning for Brightest Day and and the execution of Brightest Day. You could tell that because like there was a lot of disjointed story there. And was it, it late it was, also too? It was late. Yes. Um, so I thought, yeah, yeah, and and I, I feel like there was definitely like some back and forth there that didn't quite work. But but going with going off of what you just said, Brandon, um, exactly what you said is also probably one of the reasons why he got fired because yeah. because one Which we don't know yet, right? Well, we, we don't we don't know yet. We're probably not going to know for the next five years. Like no joke. Like it, it would not surprise me if the DO does not openly discuss this until long after he's gone and he's got himself a new job somewhere else because he doesn't want to throw people under the bus that he's friends with and he doesn't want to. Uh, you know, jeopardize anything else that's happening over at DC because I don't think he has really any ill will towards the creators of DC. I think he's got yeah, no, or the company, yeah, it's, or, it's or the, the company, it's the people above him. Exactly. I also, I think he's locked down by NDAs as well. That's, so NDAs have a time release. Yeah, he's locked down. But but Keep so mouth shut. Hold, hold on, hold on, Raph. Let me let me finish. Yeah. Um, this okay. con season would have been good for Bleeding Cool to find out why it was. Yes, uh, fired, but you're, you're th- that right. may not happen anymore. Yeah, uh, they they found out a little bit at C two E two, and and that and that's actually what I was getting to is that, uh, you know, working with creators is what I felt like was his downfall because he was very very in on this five G initiative, and it did not seem like the creators around him nor the editors around him were in with him, and he was not listening to them. And I think that that was probably the, the nail in the coffin um, because I've heard some things about, you know, I mean, that's why a bunch of editors have left over the past couple of months, uh, DC comics and, and some creators. And uh, from the sounds of things, they just straight up went to his bosses and were like, we're not happy. And what happens well, when guys, people complain about somebody, he gets, eventually he gets tossed. Well, you guys read that, that Heidi McDonald article, right? I did. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Which was in, very very interesting and like um, uh, I mean I'm 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 very much I'm, I'll I'll say my bit in a bit but like what they brought up in terms of like like the Batman Dam controversy or whatever was was interesting to me in terms of like stuff that like he was doing that like the, the higher ups were like we're, we're not really we do not like this and something that you know kind of like cut his cut his lifeline shorter than than it might have done right yeah Raph, what were you gonna add. Oh no! I was just gonna like elaborate on the Facebook post I made like yeah. a couple of weeks ago, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, of all of us, I probably had the most interaction with Dan, right? Uh, because he was one of my customers for a while before yeah. the, before the Burbank move. Mm-hmm. So Dan, I mean, as a person, I love Dan. Dan was always nice to me, and he always stopped and talked talked with me about stuff, whether it was Wednesday comics. Or it was Blackest Night. Whenever there was something going on, he'd ask me how how it was selling, how people were talking about it, if I liked it or not. And uh, he was really cool. He was really cool about about things like that. Um, the last the one of the and the, the one of the first days I I had I worked at Midtown after I got back from Maryland. He actually showed up. He I guess he was in town for something. And he was like, I haven't seen you in a while. I was like, yeah, I, I, I've actually been working at Diamond and, and blah, blah, blah. He actually remembered me. So I, I do want to say that I appreciate Dan the person because he's a terrific person. He's a wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. Dan, the editor, from everything I've heard, it seems like he was very micromanagey and had to 
and he was obsessed with revamping things all the time. No shit. Uh, like, like I mean, constantly. I mean, like we all know, we've all heard the stories. He wanted to kill Nightwing. He got, he basically erased Wally West. Uh, he got rid of, he got rid of certain characters we all loved. I mean, he, you know, like uh, he knew Fifty Two, and Five G seems like it was the next. It was another, basically another New Fifty Two. Would not without being New Fifty Two. It right. was, it was going to be. We're going to age out all the DC current DC heroes, mm-hmm. and a next the next generation is going to take their place. Which, in theory, you think would work. But yeah. but you forget that comic book fans don't like change, and they are attached to their characters. Clark Kent will always be Superman. Right. Bruce Wayne will always be Batman. So I think between the micromanaging and the idea that he wants to so radically change the universe just eight years after he did it the first time probably wasn't a good sign mm-hmm. for him. Is it just me? And mind you, it was never the official term, and I, it probably will change if they still go forward with it. But... The fact that AT&T bought DC Comics and suddenly their new initiative is called 5G. They've already changed it. It's Generation 5, I think. Thank, I thought it was Generation 5, then it was 5G. Thank the God. No, it's, it's back to Generation okay. 5. If yeah. it was before, it, it's back again now. Yeah, because because it sounds like a freaking, you know, like a, a yeah. maximum clonage scenario where like somebody th- <laughs> somebody threw out in a, in a meeting, you know, something as a joke and it wound up sticking. Alpha and Omega. Yeah, because Hey, hey, the high ups are really like, really like that. You know what? Yeah, let's 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 call it 5G. Uh let, let's get some crossover. Maybe we'll include the first issue with every free with every AT&T phone that uh, people get at the store. You know, that might be a good idea. That's right, guys. Let's go. That's actually not a bad idea, but uh Really really Dan? <laughs> No, but and that's the, that's the other thing about Dan too. Dan was never afraid. He would he would buy ads in movie theaters for comics. He would buy TV ads. Yeah, yeah. I've comics. never seen New Fifty Two like com- television commercials, and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, he, I've so, been like Marvel doesn't do that. I've been seeing ads on uh, what was it on the CW streaming app uh, for the new yeah. for the new Harley Quinn uh, graphic novel. And like, look, like he knew the value of getting eyes on books. Like, he, he knew, like, I, I mean, to his detriment, like you said, revamping things doesn't always work. Yeah. But revamping things gets new people to read. Yeah. Because it breaks that, it breaks in the barrier of, like, oh, this is a, a number one. Mm-hmm. I can start with this. Yep. I don't have, and like, but you only know. But it's good, and. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, look, here's the thing, like. Yeah. We, we, we know long-term readers, we know. <laughs> What was your what was your what was your first book? What was your first what was your first comic book? My my first comic book overall, or my first comic mm-hmm. book? Yeah. Uh, my first comic book was on Kenny X Men three hundred. What what number? Uh, three hundred. Okay. Yeah. Brent. Batman five hundred five. Okay. Raph. <laughs> Official handbook of the Marvel Universe update eighty nine. Oh my okay. fucking god! That's I was amazing. five years old, and my mom wanted to teach me how to read. How did you so not? She turn... got me a comic book with a lot of words in it. How did you right. not turn into Murd? Because that's seriously. <laughs> Why should... do you? You should have memorized because, that because man. I like too many things to be focused on one thing. That's true. Right. Yeah. And Dono, so I can't yours? be Murd. <laughs> Mine was a uh, Batman. The Batman Adventures. Uh, I think number eight with Poison Ivy. Nice. Okay, look, Ooh, good one. So they're all in the middle of runs. Right? My, fir- I yeah. was lucky. My first, my first comic book was X Men number one, hmm. not the Jim Lee version. I mean, like the original X Men number one. It was a Silver Age reprint. Oh, okay. Batman Adventures twenty three. By the way, okay. They, those books have had continuity. 
They've been around for years. Yeah. So as a new reader, you're going to pick up right. You're going to pick up right away. You're going to be, you're going to be confused mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. But you'll get it. Didio tried to lower that in, that lower that bar of entry every time, and I, I, I it didn't always work. Look at new, new look at new fifty two. It didn't work. Yeah. Do I have uh, to. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, so, some 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 stuff some stuff did work. You know, some stuff yeah. did work uh, overall, but but yes, not everything did. Yeah, but he, the red cons never worked. Yeah, no, that's he, true. He continually tried to make books accessible for new readers, and that is, I think, a good a good mindset yeah. to have because every for every book is going to be someone's first book. Rebirth was a step in the right direction. Like yeah, it was. Re, Rebirth was very much a course correction that. I feel like was very beneficial in the end. You know, the fact that we, Joshua Williamson is still on flash and he's doing a damn good job. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I read, I read flash year one and I, I mentioned this on, on CGS and, and, and I, and I 100% mean it. Like I actually give a shit about Barry Allen outside of the TV show for the first time. Like, Flash 750 yeah. was very good. Yeah, uh, he's he's been killing Flash for years, he's, he's and I've amazing. been singing its praises. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been reading. I used to read it at Midtown when I was still working there. Yeah, and but, and, but, and the, and the artwork is like superb too. Jeff Johns thing, it felt like. What? Uh, yeah, but Jeff Johns didn't do anything with it. I know. I know. I know. He, like, he, le- he left. Or he left. Yeah. Yeah, he left. I, I understand that, but like, what I had knew to some extent, and like what felt like it was mo- more unearth recently since Dio left was that like he and Didio and Jeff Johns often combated uh, ideology I- ideologically yes that and is I, true and I, was, I remember hearing on Kim Smith's podcast that like Jeff Johns was not in favor of the New 52 which was interesting to me considering how much of a Silver Age fanboy he is but like he's he loves continuity so to me Rebirth smells like Jeff Johns much more than Didio's ideas yeah uh, let, let me uh, let me actually quote the Comic Speed article uh, since since you since you brought that up as that that was mentioned in it and I happen to be right on it right now. Rebirth, unlike the other crises, was the baby of a different DC executive, Jeff Johns, who had been feuding with the Didio over the details of all those revamps and retcons for years, supposedly ushering in a more optimistic DCU. Rebirth pleased some old timer fans, but it also ushered in the eventual departure of DC. Uh, from DC of Johns, so that that says something uh, right there. That in the post Johns DC, the deal was back to crisis mode. Dark Knight's metal was originally be, to be called Dark Crisis, and frankly, it's too no! bad. It, I know, seriously, and frankly, uh, too bad it wasn't because that would make the thread clear. Heroes in Crisis wasn't a continuity reboot, but it was another crisis and a chance to make Wally West, long at a deal target, a psychopathic killer. <laughs> crisis too. Like, that's what it, it was. And that's the thing. Like he, he relies on buzzwords too much. Yeah, crisis is a big word for comic book fans, especially yeah. for DC. But you can't have a crisis every goddamn fucking year. I remember, yes. I remember Tom King's weird, like eyes wide shut, like kind of sneak press thing about here's a crisis. He's, he he said, "The Dan Adio always tells me you can't have a crisis without a Flash dying," mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh." No. Um, <laughs> can I say my, my can I say my spill about the deal? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, shoot. Okay, so I remember the first time I, I was aware of him as like a, a guy because I knew he came into power around like around like Hush, right? Um, but like I remember the Batman Begins DVD uh, on the special features. They were talking about like the influences and Jeff Loeb obviously and parts of Dark Knight Returns. I remember this Denadio saying he's like, like no one understands Batman no more than Frank Miller, and that was around the time because I think that was right before All Star Batman Robin came out or right around the time. Oh where, like, boy, Miller lost his damn mind. 
So I remember just immediately having a negative reaction towards him. Um, um no, ba- Batman Begins was 2005, so the DVD would have been out 2006. All-Star Batman and Robin started in late 2006, early 2007, I want to say. So yeah, it, it was time- earlier than that. No, it was no, it, it was announced earlier, but there were constant delays with that book. I mean constant delays with that book. That I remember. So yeah, they announced it, one issue came out, Six months later, another issue came out. Another eight months later, another issue came out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is that, okay, so I met Danadio twice. Um, he was the very, very, very first, because the SDCC 2011 was the first con I ever went to. He was the first person, you know, he was the first name I met within like the first 10 minutes. And he, uh, you know, I, you know I, was, I was highly critical of him in my teenage years. I was very jazzed, and he was, he was super nice. Um, there was one year, a few years later, where like he like took my friend Josh and I's picture in front of the DC logo. So he, so I can attest to Raph. I believe said that he's a, he's a super nice guy personally. Oh, yeah. He he, At least he in terms of my he, interactions. Yeah, well, uh, that the, in in two thousand nine, uh, you know, going back to uh, to Brandon talking about when uh, when he was at MegaCon, we stopped Dan on the show floor of MegaCon. And we, Brent and oh, I... Oh, shit, we did. Yeah, Brent, yeah, we Brent had and I... Yeah, we had interview with him. Yeah, Brent and yeah, I... Yeah, I remember and, and that. had a conversation with Dan Dio. It's, it's, it's episode 86B of Comic Timing, uh, which was published on March 14, 2009. <laughs> so it, Raging it, Bullets it, numbering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody wants to hear, you know, Dan speaking with, with, uh, with Brent and myself, um, that... That happened, and he was incredibly gracious with his time, and he just seemed to just have, in general, a passion for the comics, and that's that's all I ask for, man. Like, out of out of a out of an executive, especially, all I want is some freaking passion for the industry. That's it, you know. And 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 he and he brought that in spades. So I I, I really appreciate him for that. Right, personally, yeah. Um. I never liked him in the job that he had at DC. That's fine, Ever. dude. I, I had a lot of I, I had a lot of issues with the uh, with some of the stuff that he did too, and I, I called for his head a couple times on the show in the past. So it's, yeah, for me it was much more consistent because like and because because you hear that story about like identity crisis, which I I like identity crisis. So do I. I get why people don't. I understand why people kind of thought it was like the big, like the harbinger of a lot of like the kind of dark era DC. Yeah, and I understand that as a story, I like it. But the way he talks about it in a crisis is like you know him being like, like nine eleven happens and he wants the DC universe to be just be darker and more violent, and to me that's all like all I see with him. He has these like very grim stories and he kind of ushers and Jeff Johns is, is part of that. But I think the Dio feels like he's the guiding hand for that. Like, let's let's shoot Bart Allen in the kneecaps. Let's brutally murder Genna in, in Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. Let's do you know all these like like, like let's retcon Barry Allen's origin. Yeah, you know, to have 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 a dead mom, like like that. That might me, have been Jeff Johns, though. That was Jeff Johns. That was one hundred percent Jeff Johns. Never feels like Jeff Johns, but Danny Dio feels like he's been slapping his back. Like he, he's a guy. It's it's like I don't know. It's it's like he's the person who kind of who kind of made the DC universe a less friendly place to be in. <laughs> on top of the fact that like his his antipathy towards the legacy characters, which that to me is is DC Comics. DC Comics is about legacy. It's the oldest come a company you have legacy characters that have established since the golden silver age oh yeah like it's just like it, it, i don't and it's kind of weird with, with, with jim lee being with the sole publisher but like to me it's like i don't understand why what, how they see these characters 
beyond their legacy. Like like the the main seven of the Justice League themselves are not the most interesting characters, mm-hmm. and the fact that he tries to sell them by just kind of consistently, like I don't, I don't think we would have had. I mean, this gets to be a lot more fanish and existential, but like. I don't think we would have had like stuff like Man of Steel, you know, with Paul Levitz kind of still in the range. It feels like a result of like the the Dan, the Dan Adio, um, uh, oh, what's the guy who's on Outsiders, and later on, um, Judd Winnick. Judd Winnick, like that kind of like ushering, you know, oh, Young Justice sucks. Let's do Teen Titans and make it much more violent, you know. Eh, I, let's, 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 let's bring in Outsiders with like you know. Well, like, like all this hey, outsiders was installed. decent outsiders was fantastic so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go ahead and 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 renege on that uh as, really? as, like, as still i give it a shot yeah I give it, it three three trades still still one of my favorite series of that era uh i i oh, actually yes. i enjoyed that uh and mind you i even enjoyed jeff john's teen titans uh and, and a little bit after that to a point even though yes it was not my precious young justice and i'm glad to have it back now in the bendis form uh, I've actually, I mean, mind you, the, the new Young, Young Justice stuff that's been coming out uh, from Bendis, I personally mm-hmm. fucking love, and I feel like it's a return to home for me. But at the time, I did see it as a graduation day for Teen Titans, uh, and, and, I, and I appreciated it for what it was, even if there were some changes that I wasn't thrilled with. But that's comic books in a nutshell right there. You're not going well, to I don't, don't, don't want to put it out as, as all, all he did was bad things. No, he, no, he no. did a lot of thought Dude, please. And, 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 and honestly, I don't, even think, I, I don't even think you're saying that because, frankly, you know, we, we've said like there's plenty of comics that we loved and there's plenty of ones that we didn't. Um, what I feel like with 5G, because you talk about legacy, like the Dio seems like he was trying to usher in a new era of legacy with 5G. However, I sound like Stephen A. Smith right now. In doing you so... You've got to respect LeBron's game. <laughs> even I have a very bad day. I, I, I feel like in doing so, you're forgetting the fact that there's so much legacy to begin with and, and there's so many legacy character, characters that are not getting the time of day. Yeah, um, I don't think he fucking gets it, though. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I, you know, I'm trying, biting my tongue trying to try to sound, you know, quote-unquote professional. He's like, not like, dead, Donnie. You, he's not exactly. dead. You can, yeah. you can be critical. Exactly. But, but, uh, no, it's, it's like... Yeah, um, well, well, hold on, hold on. It's weird to... Let, 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 me, let me say something, uh, uh, Donovan, for a minute, and then you can get back to what you're saying. I, I just, I, I, I feel like 5G to me, and this is exactly the type of criticism that I'm looking for here. Every single thing I'm sounding like, uh, I'm hearing from 5G sounds like frickin' Tom DeFalco in the 90s. Okay? Ham, oh, MC2? Yeah, no. not even MC2. Not even MC2. <laughs> Eric Masterson, um, which was a good idea to a point, but at the same time, looking back on it now, just doesn't really like ring anywhere near as 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 true as it should. You know, like like, like thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for bringing us back, old school. I love it, but like, Jeez. forced legacy. That's that's what 5G feels like to me. It's forced legacy for the sake of it. And, and, and yeah, some of those characters I do actually enjoy. Like Eric Madison, I enjoy. I like the fact that Rhodey got his time of day. But it was like, let's let's literally take everybody out of their costumes and replace them with, uh, with new versions that clearly are not going to stick. That's what I feel like 5G is to me. You know? Like, it's, it's clearly not going to stick, so why the hell should I care? It feels like freaking Age of Apocalypse. That's what, that's what it feels like. But mm. only not as well-crafted. <laughs> well, it's it's not going to be like a new universe, is it? No, I mean, no, it's the same universe. Every supposedly, all the heroes that we know right now 
are going to age, are going to get somehow aged up so that they can't perform their jobs. It didn't so, make sense in story. Hmm. Yes, it, it doesn't make sense because they're forcing it on us the way they did the new 52 and the one year later. Right. And all that yeah. fe- always feels weird. It, it but, is better over the course of five generations. And when you regressed with the new 52 to do this retro stuff, and then you realize you need to course correct, and what was good about the DC Universe is the legacy you had before, and you course correct with Rebirth, then sales start to sag or whatever, because, I don't know, Tom King's a terrible Batman writer, or whatever (laughs) else is going on, and maybe Bendis didn't have the heat he had 10 years ago, and you should have hired him then instead of right now. You know, you're looking for a sales stunt to, to pipe it up, and the last thing that worked for them was a line-wide reboot and rebirth. Yeah. You know, but you got to recognize the guy for what he did in terms of a publisher. Like, he started Trends. He started mm-hmm. Infinite Crisis. Yeah. He started um, the weekly uh, weekly event book, the yearly events. You know, he started all that stuff, and he didn't do it yearly necessarily, but he did it, and he was a pioneer in that way because what did you see Marvel do? Marvel Now, Marvel Now Plus One, Marvel Now Plus Two, Mar- <laughs> yeah. Marvel, Marvel Now and Kate Plus Eight. Summer yeah. after summer <laughs> after summer, they had event after event after event. Not all of them were great, not all of them were good. And then what did they do after New 52? Reboot, reboot, reboot. You know, so they're riding Didio's coattails to their benefit, mm-hmm. sure. And did they reap a lot more benefit than DC did? Sure. So I don't know what that says about Marvel or what that says about the Dio, but you got to recognize he authorized his stuff or he came up with it, whatever the deal was. He was a pioneer looking forward enough to keep a surviving in a flagging industry for the last umpteen years. And I know people want to say, like, you know, uh, oh, well, comic sales are rising and all this other stuff. And, like, you know, I don't know if they are or aren't. But the problem, the reality is, and, and this is what I tell people, is, like, you know, when they're like, oh, how many people read comics? Because I have people at work ask me sometimes. And I'm like, well, you know, it's really 100,000 people that buy month in, month out that we have knowledge of anyway, you know, uh, in comic books. And you can base that off Batman. Yeah. Does everybody buy Batman? No. But a whole lot of people do. And if you want to use Batman as the top selling book month after month, or, you know, a majority of the people buy Batman, then you got to assume. 80% of the comic market is in that 100,000 number. Mm-hmm. And so you got to assume there are only really like, what, 125,000 of us in a country mm. of 300 million people well, that are just buying weeklies. You don't have it, uh, you know, you can't see into digital. Yeah. They don't do those numbers. That, and and, can't and, see and into that's just people it. that do trades. Yeah. That, but the people that the publishers are really selling to. Right are these weekly warriors, as you know, some people call them. Mm-hmm. And that's not a whole lot of people to create a, a, you know, a billion dollar a year industry across all the publishers. Yeah. No. So like, it's small potatoes. And he, these guys, these publishers, these writers, these artists, you got to realize are fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. And every day that they get to draw and create their art is a good day for them. Absolutely. So if they got to do a story about, Oh, I don't know, Damian Wayne growing up or, you know, <laughs> Luke Fox becoming Batman, which I'm totally for. If yeah. they want to do that, I'll try it. I'll read it mm-hmm. if they can do a good story. Yeah, sure. But to shit on somebody who's trying to keep his company alive and taking steps and, and stuff like that, whether yeah. you agree with the direction or not, 
I feel like is a disservice to uh, the credit and respect he deserves. And, and, and is I, that what I'm doing? Do you think that's what I'm doing? No, no. I'm just there are a lot of people online that are yeah. hating on the Dio, Liefelds, you know, championing his firing exactly. or whatever. And it's like this guy did a lot for comics over the last, I don't know, fifteen, eighteen years, however long he was there. Like. Yeah. I don't remember reading a DC comic when he wasn't in charge. I, I legitimately, I, 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 I legitimately do not believe anybody on this call uh, does not appreciate you know what he did, even if we all were not fans of everything that he did. And I think that that's something that that I really hope is coming across on this on this episode. You know, it's fine not to be fans with stuff, but exactly. I, I think we have to recognize that he did stuff as a publisher and yes. led the charge. Yes. And Marvel picked up the baton and mm-hmm. ran with it. And sure, their success is certainly spurred on by the movies. Yeah. That's a different thing. Well, look, can I, let me just let me just finish real quick. Sure, sure. If, if, if we're kind of going on, yeah, I'm not sad to see him gone. Mm-hmm. I, emotionally, I'm just am not. Um, I, I was reading since the '90s, and I felt that like the development of the characters and, and all the legacy and like the, the quality of storytelling leading up to the new era was fine. I'm not saying that DC has had a perfect track record before then. You know, you have like stuff like Emerald Dawn, uh, arguably the Killing Joke, stuff like that. So DC, you know, have tried different things, and the deal certainly had his own vision. And, would, and I and I do like things like I did, uh, Identity Crisis, Infinite Crisis, Rebirth. I, I like those stories, and I like a lot of a lot of the things that happen under his direction. Like let's say Burnside Batgirl, I really enjoy. But I don't mind seeing him gone because I thought that. He may he may love comic books. I can tell he disrespects too many of the characters for for those characters who continually flourish under him. Like what the hell's going on with Dick Grayson right now, <laughs> Wally West? Yeah. Um, I think that we have up and comers like James Tinian and other writers who at least are kind of showing interest in other in other characters, which we've been kind of wanting for the last several years since New Fifty Two. So things may be looking brighter in development to those those people. And also I, I I imagine that there's as great as Dio was, I don't think he was like a diamond in the rough, lighting in the bottle type type of publisher. There's a lot of different publishers out there. So I don't want to necessarily crap on him and throw out his legacy all over again. But I'm not gonna like George Bush this and pretend that like he he was overall, you know, did, did great things that I'm right. going to forgive yeah. now that he's gone in the in the aftermath. I just sure. kind of want to keep it real like that. No, no, dude, I, and I get that. And frankly, I, I mean, I'm of the mind that it was time for him to go anyway. A new person at the front is going to wind up being probably an overall positive. Whether that continues to be Jim Lee solo, or whether they bring on someone else to be Jim Lee's boss, or whether they have Jim Lee and someone else, as long as that someone else is not Bob Harris. Then I think we're fine. Um, keep him in the EIC role if you want to. I just, re- I, I really, really hope that Bob Harris just remains there and doesn't wind up getting any further power because mm-hmm. it, it, to me, yeah, to- I, don't, I don't like just Lee up there <laughs> yeah. by himself. Yeah, but but either way, well, that's the thing. Yeah, is Lee? I don't. I think it's just going to be Harris in charge of the comics, and Lee's going to continue what he's been doing, which mm-hmm. is selling the DC brand right to other people. Yeah, brand ambassador, basically. Okay, so one of the interesting things that I've found, you know, over the last 10 years of podcasting with you guys is, you know, we we love great stories and we love uh, things that are brave and take risks. But when it comes to overall directions, like most comic fans, uh, the trend seems to be to keep characters where they're at. You know, Nightwing as Rick Grayson is a terrible idea. 
Sure. <laughs> still going on? <laughs> it's still going on. No yes. doubt about that. But I think that's an execution, not necessarily because him not being Nightwing or losing his mind is a is a terrible idea. It might be a bad story idea because it wasn't fleshed out and it's had three or four different writers, but that's a different thing. Just but like the, the trend seems to be keep characters in their spot. And that's kind of a weird thing when to say or to want out of a company like DC when we have just talked about DC's whole idea is their legacy characters with, uh, you know, the Golden Age Flash, who's somehow trying to make his way back over the last five years, and they keep teasing it, with Wally West or Wallace West, whichever one he wants to call himself now. Uh, the different Robins, you know, and so it's kind of a weird thing to to hate change in and uh, dislike directions a company or a publisher uh, takes to try and pump up sales, which is their whole purpose right now, and to deliver good stories while they do that, but it, but still, you know, want the characters to stay the same and nothing to change. Well, Stan, kind of Lee about, Stan Lee talked about the illusion of change. It was kind of the key to like keeping comic readers. And I, and I, I on one hand, I think you're right, but I think it depends because, like you mentioned, like like the different Robinson stuff. I mean, you would have the letter writer here or there, but generally, like I don't think people really. I, mean, I don't really care that like Tim Drake wasn't Robin after 20 years, and there was another one because he had a really long, solid run. Um, you know, you have other like do people really hate Wallace West? Is that what they call him? <laughs> like, like the Black Wally West? Um, I, I think I think people like the idea of an, of an evolving storyline as long as it feels natural and not put upon by ret- retro retrograde or retroactive storytelling or you know sort of like kind of spontaneous stuff to, to goose the sales. I think that. People don't necessarily mind change as long as the execution doesn't feel um, cynical, I think, in my opinion. Or if it doesn't make sense. Like, for example, Cassandra Kane goes from being Batgirl to being a, to being Tim Drake's arch nemesis. How, why, yeah, that's, when? That's Never explained. Yeah, and Adam Beaton said, well, why is this happening? And Danny Dio just told him just to do it, mm-hmm. as is evidenced by an interview he did at around the time. It's like yeah. that kind of stuff is bad storytelling, and fans are right to not, be, to not like that. Yeah. Um, something more complicated is with Kyle Rayner because Kyle Rayner is a great character, but Hal Jordan, like him or not, was screwed over. Yes, because that was not the original ending to his story. It was mm-hmm. going to be he's going to go after the sunset. It's like, eh, let's become a villain. <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's kind of twisted that way. But I I wouldn't throw out fans don't like change because that feels like something that a, a pissy comic writer would say. I think that like fans don't like change often, but like it does also depend because there are plenty of examples of fans going along with the change as long as the storytelling is good. I I am of the mind that, uh, and it was pretty much what what Brent's already said is that change that makes sense I am a okay with, you know, like like change that is actually uh, you know well established and built up to and and makes sense in the overall story that's being told. I'm down with. Like you want to do, like, actually, fr- frankly, Azrael was a perfect example. Like, like you wanted, you want to do a story uh, where, where you know, you lead up to, you know, Batman's back being broken, and then, and then he, uh, you know, impulsively uh, turns to someone to to to, sweet, to, to, to take over the mantle, bats. and oh, yes. and things go horribly wrong uh, from there. Like that sort of scenario <laughs> is great. Snyder's Commissioner Gordon is as as Batman was another good example. Of, of something that actually just made sense story-wise for what was being told, and you go ahead and shoot that out there, sure, I'm down with it. Jane Foster as Thor, bringing it over to Marvel. Perfect, perfect example. Um, Jason Aaron made that work 
as a story. And it's just about as essential a Thor run now as Simonson's run. Like, that's, that's how well-respected that run is. What Jonathan Hickman's doing over at the X-Men right now is oh, yeah. such a left-field turn, but works so perfectly in the X-Universe and just breathes new life into those characters. And he's done it before for the Avengers, uh, you know, for, for the whole... Uh, I love in, the Avengers incursion, Incursions and stuff like that was freaking beautiful. So it completely depends on whether or not the story actually warrants that change. And it doesn't feel like, oh, one issue, this thing's happening, and the next issue, suddenly, oh, hey, there's a new Robin walking around, and his name is Bob, and you're going to love him because he's Asian. And that's, that's it. Like, Bob the Robin. Yeah, Bob the Asian Robin coming soon. Uh, mind you, Raph would, you know, like would buy 700 copies of it if that happened. But still, like you would buy it even more if it led up to it properly. You know what I mean? Rather, rather what, than just coming out of left field. And that's what the, like, the Ethan Van Skyvers of the, of the comics world kind of complain about, which we should never yeah. take seriously. But like oh, they, of course not. When diversity happens, they always argue that that's like spontaneous change that was inorganic. Right. And it's like, well, diversity is not inorganic. Yeah. It's, but... Um, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they ever have a point. But like, there are examples <laughs> of people presuming that like diversity inclusion is a change that nobody asked for. And you know, an example of, of bad comic writing, which I think can be weaponized in terms of like how how they critique mm-hmm. comic books. Sure, like I mean, Miles Morales was was freaking fantastic when it was executed. You know, I mean, like uh, you know, sure it was in the Ultimate line to begin with, but you know, it created a character that uh, that made complete sense as the next Spider-Man. And and he's still doing an excellent job, uh, you know, over over in the main Marvel universe today. You know, Kamala, he, Kamala, Kamala was fantastic and still is. Um, you know, all all the different Runaways characters when they were introduced by Brian K. Vaughn, it was it was terrific. Mm-hmm. And uh, and some of the, some of the new characters, uh, you know, thrown out there uh, in uh, Bendis's line, uh, Wonder Comics. Uh, you know, Naomi. oh yeah, Naomi. That was a, I, I, read, I just I, re, I actually wrote about that on on DC Universe. That yeah. was a great first issue. Yeah, Na- Naomi. Naomi's really cool. Um, and, and dude, I, and I'm I'm digging her. I'm digging her so far. Gold balls. Yes, gold balls. <laughs> the balls fact, of goodness. The fact that gold balls has become an actual like non joke character just makes me so happy. <laughs> gold balls. <laughs> They've actually. We they, saw that coming, right? Yeah, right, right. They made him an integral X Men character. Like, holy shit! <laughs> they did. <laughs> so yeah, it, if it's if it's done if it's done great, then it's done great. I certainly hope that DC's five G in whatever way it happens, or fifth generation, or generation five, or 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 five U me TV WNBC. Uh, you know, why it winds up working out and, and, and is and is excellent comics, but we're just we're we're not gonna know until until it comes out. So it, it seems like that initiative's still going forward and you know, I hope that Dan DiDio finds himself a job that works just as well as as, as his D C comics job did for him, uh maybe at a at a new company or a pre existing company and that he's able to, you know, just continue to bring the enthusiasm, even if it, even if it wasn't all positive execution. Uh, he definitely is enthusiastic about the industry, and I love that. So, I think we've ever made the joke that, like, you know, him and DC reboots go hand in hand because he came from the show reboot. 
Uh, uh, I I have made uh, that joke to myself many times. Yeah, it's been made. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked. I'm sure we've mentioned it once or twice. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. If you did, you ever hear about this great failure with the show reboot? Um, I I, oh, I, no. I have heard I have heard some of it because I was at a reboot panel at New York Comic Con with him as the moderator. But go, go ahead, Brendan. So the very end of the show reboot, um, the system is the system is crashing, and in order for the system to uh, be saved, the user, and this would be the first time that you see the user from the, from their perspective, has to reboot, has to restart the computer. So on the screen of the, that the user sees, it says restart y slash n, and they go to print and they make the, they make, they make the episode. So fast forward six months to nine six to nine months after the after the show's been animated and voiced. They're watching it, and Didio goes, "You know what? Open a good time to put down the word reboot." <laughs> Love it! Oh my yeah. god! And 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 this comes from a man who, because of that New York Comic Con panel, I learned that most of season three was written on bar napkins at a at a at a strip club. Yep. <laughs> was yeah. that like with Matrix and like like the? Like all that because I yep. like that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was a season. So it was Adult Enzo. That was that was a fucking good one too. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. It was, it was so it was, good. After I got confused by, it, but yeah. like I, I love that that end of season. Three. It was that times that time skip and it ended on a freaking cliffhanger too. Enzo's, Why? Enzo's girlfriend, I'm pretty sure, was actually patterned after a stripper at that strip club. If I'm if I remember the story right, uh, it, her 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 general model, like like she she might have even come in and done some uh, you know done some capture work for it too, like. <laughs> Oh my right, but can god! I put, can I put a pin on this real quick? Shoot! If it wasn't for Didio, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in comics. Yeah, reading them at all right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell out of comics around freshman year of college. So that was 2003. Uh, I stopped reading for about a good two years. The first book that got me back in the comics was uh, OMAC Project, the reboot. Which was the pre- which was the precursor to Greg Rocca, uh, yes. Which was the precursor to um, Infinite Crisis, and that was under Didio's watch. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be back in comics. And I, I think, like I said before, when Didio let the writers flourish, just do what they were, do whatever they want to do, hit this, as long as they just hit those story points, it was the best time in DC Comics. Mm-hmm. That era uh, unintentionally led me into the world of podcasting because uh, when I was in college, uh, my my final project was to do a NPR style, you know, uh, radio presentation, and that's what I did my comic huh. books, not just for kids anymore piece that I that I got to interview Phil Jimenez for. Oh, nice! Prelude to Infinite Crisis. He's he is such a nice, such a nice guy. He's an awesome dude. He really is. Yeah, no, and he, he was very giving with his time. And I, uh, I basically like I, I, I turned like a thirty minute interview into you know like a four minute, uh, you know, piece for that for that, and and wound up uh, then using the thirty minute interview as a later episode of uh, what was then the Geek Speak podcast, um, and and released it, and released it in. Oh, it's it's still out there. It's just you know dying. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's out there. And just. 
silently whispering, kill me. <laughs> kill me, please. Any, anybody who wants to listen to a one-man show, Ian Levenstein show, can go ahead and go to speakgeekspeak.com and and, uh, and just go ahead and read and l- listen to all those uh, old, very outdated reports on, on what the Xbox 360 is going to be like. Um, oh, yeah, wow. Jeez. Kill <laughs> um, me, please. Yeah, seriously. But but no, like that, that, that led me that led me into the world of podcasting and, and led me, you know, in further into comic books because I I Infinite Crisis was really what cemented into me following DC as closely as I did when I was first into it in the, in the late 90s. So that that definitely definitely did it for me. So, you know, it is what it is. But speaking of crises, since <laughs> la- since last we spoke, mm-hmm. uh, there was a big one on TV. Mm-hmm. Crisis oh, on... You're not talking about the election, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. I am once again asking you to give me $3.50 so I can go get a bagel on this campaign stop. <laughs> Yeah, Denio, what are you doing here? Next question. Next question. Next question. Yes, no, next question. Um, Crisis on the Earths. Uh, it it happened. Fucking awesome. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy so good. fucking shit. Like I I mean I was I was in by like the third episode. I like the first episode. Yeah. I like the third episode. Yeah. I was not as hot on four and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I haven't watched anything after that, honestly. <laughs> the only one I didn't like, I don't, the only one I, didn't, I think I cared for the least was the second episode. Otherwise, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I think they all, executed all the Brandon Routh stuff. That's all I care about. Oh, the Brandon Routh stuff was fantastic, but I think that they, that, that that they executed the reboot very cleanly. Um, however, I do not appreciate the fact that oh no, the the multiverse is dead. Woe is us, and then. Hey, guess what? There's still a multiverse. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Oh, when they killed off the the Titans world, I knew that was always going to happen. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, but but then uh, making Doom Patrol and Titans two separate worlds was was interesting. I actually all well, the DC shows are Titan different worlds. Season one, that's a different. You know, the Doom Patrol cast is not all the way in there. I, I I heard that, yeah. Because they hadn't cast it yet. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, I guess that's... Some of them are. I guess that's how they're excusing it away, that, that there's a Doom Patrol on their Earth, and there's a Doom Patrol on the other one. So, yeah. But uh, Listen, I, 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 I love, I absolutely love that all the, you know, all the CW characters are, are all on the same Earth, and, and that they streamline that at least. Like, that, that makes me very happy. The Marv Wolfman scene was was awesome. Yes, so good. Oh my god, I love that. This is like like the man who killed these characters. Then like it's in their picture. They're smiling and glistening. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And the costumes were pretty perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I I never expected them to pull off uh, Pariah as well as they did. Or Harbinger. Or Harbinger, yeah. Like that, that, was, that Kingdom Come Superman outfit, though. That Kingdom Come, oh, that Kingdom yeah, Come Superman per- outfit is fucking perfect. And then the 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 colorful one in the last episode. like the mm-hmm. one He finally gets to do the Christopher Reeve smile scene because he didn't do it for Superman Returns. Oh, he did do it for Superman Returns. No, they it's cut CG. It. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Superman Returns 19 billion times. Mm-hmm. It's ah! CG. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen online like, like him doing that. Like, was it was that cutscene? No, that was from Crisis. No, I, I saw like a super a, a 2006 era Brandon Ralph Superman do that. If was it, that if not- it was, it was cut because 
I just I rewatched it um right after the the third right after the third episode of Crisis here, and I was I was just bawling my eyes out because he's so perfect. He was um, so good as Superman. So yeah. he is he is fucking Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh my god! And I don't give a shit what anyone says. Christopher Reeve Superman is definitive Superman. Yeah, no, he, it, he regenerated into into Brandon Ralph. Oh, and and speaking of which. What do you guys feel about what they did with the uh, with Smallville Superman? Oh, the perfect send off. Perfect send off. I, I, I like it. I had a problem with it. I think I'm I think I'm over it now. Okay. I'm mildly annoyed because I feel like it invalidates the the comics, but whatever, it's fine. This is what he wanted, yeah. and I respect that. I mean, I mean, it could also have happened after the comics. That's true. Yeah. I think because like, Lex is the president. Yeah, he's not like a whole decade. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that like Tom Welling, who I think in the past I've, I've kind of disparaged his acting, he fell right back into the role. He did. Like that was Smallville Clark, and that was really cool. And, and so did Erica Durant for that matter. Like she, uh, yeah. she, she did a really good job as Lois for her few scenes in there. Or am I getting her? Am I getting the name of the person wrong? No, no, she. Yeah, okay, all right, good. Okay, yeah. I always liked her, Lois, and I, and I wish we'd gotten more of it. Um, so I'm I'm glad that like we She's even got a couple scenes. Lois. She is. I think I, I, Amy Adams is like I liked in Man of Steel mm-hmm. for like the five minutes that she was actually competent. Yeah. Uh, but Erica Durant's that that bulldog tenacity that she has as Lois Lane is just so. Spot on to the character, and I love yeah. it so much. I, I think I'm a pure surprise winning winning uh, reporter. <laughs> she had to. The fact that they made her say it, yeah, just, ooh, that movie. Oh my god! Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about it. Well, five times. I've been super confident. I think. Like, I think. I think Grim that, Lois might wind up being pretty good, but we'll have to see after this. Uh, after this Superman and Lois series uh, actually premieres, I want to love it. Yeah. I want to love I, it. So do I. I like, what's I like Superman. I'm not sure about the girl they cast as Lois. I just feel like she's really old. I like Grim Lois, so I, I that, that's what I'm going to continue. Grim Lois. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to continue. Lois Knight returns. No, well, no, no, no. I, I, I call, I call her Grim Lois because she was on Grim. Uh, yep. She, she was, oh. she was, she was Juliet on, uh, on, on Grim. So <laughs> that, that's what I'll always know her as. But you know, she's Lois now, so that's what she is. The thing is, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily like super like into her as Lois until she bumped into Brandon Routh mm. and then they did the scene and they played the Lois Lane theme in the background and yeah. I was like okay no she's Lois Lane we're good <laughs> we're good I no, got actually, it I was, she's not great no she's good, good. Yeah. I was a fan of her good. in the last crossover actually from oh yeah yeah the one uh, Book of Destiny yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh god I was a fan of her I was a fan of her from, from her first introduction I'm like alright alright you're good no I liked her I just wasn't like this. She's a terrific Lois Lane until like the death of Superman pose. The death of Superman pose. Oh yeah, that was, that cool. was a good one too. Oh, <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh Birds of prey. Yes. You guys know who that, which Superman that was, right? Uh, yes, that was Christopher Gerard. No, it wasn't. Yep. It wasn't. Wait, that's, wait, what? that's actually that's actually internet bunk. Um, it was it was the uh, it was Tyler Holcomb's uh, stunt double. It was, really? Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, and it wasn't the actor. It's just it's it's supposed to be that. I think it's supposed to be that Superman though. Yeah. Because right, I, I, I I didn't look at the internet. I, I, it's not Christopher Gerard himself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they might have been trying to. I trying did not to know that. that but yeah, yeah, they were trying to invoke that. But yeah, it was definitely Tyler Holcomb's cool. uh, stunt double. But it's yeah, that, it was fucking great. And then the surprise they got over all of us. Oh, which, which, one? Oh, which one? What, there were what two. did you say when you when when, when it hit? Uh, how? Why? How? <laughs> the fact the fact that they that they managed to keep silent, uh, movie Flash. 
even Melissa Benoist was shocked when she saw it. Oh. <laughs> like at live, she was watching live. She's like, I didn't know about this. <laughs> well, apparently they they did it the last day of filming. Oh wow! Which is why I said, if you notice the actual film grain of of that scene mm-hmm. is completely different than the rest of the series. Mm. It's shot differently, also as well. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> oh, well, no, I'm saying, but like, it's a lot of go, a lot of GoPro stuff that they use. Yeah, that's the overall feel of it, and, I, and that's even like it was done very, very late into the in production, <laughs> and which is why they're able to they're able to keep it a secret because, oh yeah, you're here working on your flash film, quote unquote, on the same lot, so it, they wouldn't even notice that at all. Because mm. they're announcing this stuff since last. Con- I remember when they announced uh, Brandon Routh as Superman during comic-con 2019 so like mm-hmm. yeah this yeah. has been production has been for a while so that was that was miraculous how they kept but, this but here's a, here's a kicker though it wasn't dc tv asking it was dc warner brothers movie saying yeah really can, can we put him in your show and, and then and then <laughs> jim, like jim, us again <laughs> yeah and jim jim lee was the go-between uh he, yeah he's the one who basically set that up yeah no nah, interesting I, I was i was beyond like i, I so that night because I don't have very good uh, over-the-air here where I am in the Bronx. So, so I waited for it to be on the CW app. So I stayed up until like 3 a.m. until it was streaming. Um, and then, Gosh, I went ahead, then I went ahead and watched it. Um, and, and I rewound that scene like four times just, just because it, yeah. was, it, was, it completely floored me. And you know I'm not even that, that whoop-de-doo on the movie universe, but still, just the fact that they pulled that off, that surprise off, just made me fucking thrilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, do you remember like, like back when like, they were kind of settling into BVS like, coming out, and like, uh, Ezra Miller was getting crap because like, Grant Gustin was widely accepted, and like, Grant Gustin had to kind of defend him, his yeah. casting. Yeah. Like, to me, that felt like that was kind of coming uh, full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... And- like, like those two kind of validating each other, and like even implying that like Ezra Miller's Flash would get the name the Flash from the Flash, which is such a Flash thing to do. Yeah, that that, that was that was pretty freaking great. I still wish he was Wally West instead of Barry Allen. I'm just sticking with that, but I know he's not, so I will deal with it and I will live and I will somehow survive. Yeah, he's not Barry Allen, but like the fact that they they constantly and this is what the best thing about this because people, I don't know if you want to do this, but like if you want to compare it to Endgame, like. They genuinely pulled off the multi-universe thing. Oh yeah, that is true from the comics. Like, mm-hmm. like with all, with like the '89 Batman thing and the '60s Batman thing and like oh, the yeah. Titans show and like all the different Superman stuff. I mean, there's so much legitimacy in that by utilizing the full lore of DC media mm-hmm. that it totally works because you can just get different actors to, to play the same par- different parts or the same actors to play different parts. Like it, it's it it's a bulletproof perfect way to uh, to adapt that idea yeah. and it really was fun which which surprise did you think i was talking about brandon what was the other surprise that that, that you were... uh the L- lucifer one. Oh yes oh, oh yeah lucifer yes that one too we knew it was gonna happen we knew it was gonna happen yeah i'd forgotten they said oh he said oh i went i'm in town for a bachelor party that's not that's don't lie to us tom you know you're, you're here for filming the show but i mean like <laughs> did you notice the billboard uh, uh, on in the background when they first showed L.A. of 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 Earth six six six. No, was there was a bill, was there was a billboard for the Watchmen TV show. Oh, ah. that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It, oh God, it was it was it was badass, and I loved it. the the other The other big surprise. I mean, even if it wasn't like a uh, a cameo surprise, but when 
when when they all get to uh, you know the in betweens place and the vanishing well, point. Yeah, vanishing point. Thank you. And 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 Brandon and Brandon Ralph just suddenly is like. Oh, something doesn't something doesn't feel right, and then he disappears. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Exactly, I was so mad. <laughs> but the, the just just that it was that it was that it was John Cryer's Luther that did it just made it work for me because right, I got two things. Yeah, his Luther is, I think, my favorite media version of Luther, except for the animated. Yeah, yeah, Clancy Brown. Yeah, Clancy uh, Brown's the man. Clancy Brown's the man, but I I, I think. There's something about John Cryer and that mm-hmm. benevolent malevolence to his character. Yeah. Superman made me do it. That was awesome. <laughs> exactly. And like it's it's just like, you know, like you, you can tell like he was he was spur- he was scorned by working on Superman 4. Oh, you can yeah. tell. Well, cuz he's he's an actual he comic book fan. He's an actual comic book fan. Yeah. That that that's yeah. what drives it home for him. Like the the fact that, that that he that he said on that on that Kevin Smith uh, you know, like Talking Dead yep. thing that they did for yep. Crisis on Infinite Post Earth. Panel thing. Exactly. Uh that they that they drove home the fact that he was only going to do those three episodes on Supergirl, but then he heard they that they were doing Crisis on Infinite Earth, and he's like you're writing me into yeah. that. You're 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 doing that. I am coming back for that shit. And now he's a regular on Supergirl. He he makes that he makes that show so much better because it's oh, yeah. it, it, he's got that look in his eye, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. of that of that self righteous of that self righteous look of like I'm doing the right thing for humanity. Well, yeah, and I'm he doing did, it. He did work with Charlie Sheen for a while, so <laughs> <laughs> some of those well. actors are signed. Some of those CW actors are signed for like their season or series regulars or across the universe, mm-hmm. not just on one particular show. Like in their contract, it just says you're going to do 22 episodes a year. We don't know what shows, but you're going to do 22. Yeah, yeah. I, or, I you know, I you're going to come that. back for this many episodes a season on across all the shows. That that would explain. Like my I think Flash is signed on, to Flash, you know, yeah. but like. Would Sarah you, Lance you, might be across a couple shows. Some right. of the secondary characters. That would yeah, be which is signed. Yeah, which is why Black Lightning got a truncated season because I think Je- the uh, uh, Cress Williams is signed for X amount of episodes, but he had to do the crossover also. Right, and and, and also, uh, I mean, that would explain why Diggle showed up on Flash like immediately after the Arrow finale. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because because it was probably part of his contractual obligation. Although there, it hasn't been confirmed, but I would freaking love if Diggle shows up on on the Lois Clark show. Um, as Green Lantern, as as Green Lantern, as Green Lantern would be great. But even if they don't, even if he's just there, I'll be happy. Um, but yes, yeah. as Green Lantern would be fucking awesome. I love that they did that in the Arrow finale. That was goddamn beautiful. Oh, give me Diggle on Legends. I'll be happy. Okay, all right, uh, two things. Yeah. First, I love that. Like, because I'm pretty sure we. I, I didn't see this coming. Them ending with what was presumably the Justice League, but like turned to be like the Super Friends. Oh yeah, yes, yes, with like, Glee. That yes. was <laughs> that was awesome. That was great, and I love like Grant Gus because Grant Gus is a Superman fan. He's, he's like, thanks Superman. Like, oh, that was that was terrific. My, but yeah, the, the death of the Flash. Yes, yes. Talk about legitimacy. When you, oh like, yeah, and they honored that Flash so much, and to give him like comics' greatest death. Oh my god, and and, and the way they did it, which is. The same way he almost died in the, in the comics too. Oh, the yeah. run, yeah. and you see the costume fade. I'm like, oh no! And, and the fact, that the, was... the fact that they that they did that flashback to the first episode of the uh, of the of the oh, 89 flash. God. 
That was the first episode. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it was literally the first episode of the show. Like that, the first time he ever met her was just uh-huh. goddamn beautiful. That was. I just love what a what a fan that whole that, like the current Flash series is of that era and like yeah because they're they're, they're building up Flash dying because that's like the big thing from Crisis and you never knew that he was going to you, you knew he was never going to die but the, when they did that. You, you kind of almost want to say it's a fake out, but like it's a really great way to do it. I was I was a little bit annoyed. I was a little bit annoyed with the fact <laughs> that the Flash TV show has been, you know, hinting at it for goddamn forever. At since, this, beginning, this, every, since the since beginning, since episode of the show. one. Yeah, exactly. And and and, we, and they, like they spaced it out so it'd be like seven seasons later. Yeah, or something like that, or yeah. ten. Ten, yeah. ten years later, and then later, they moved it up because of whatever happened. Yep. Yeah, and the, yeah, it was a little bit of a caveat. No. Like, I didn't want Grant Gustin to not have a job per se, but I was kind of interested in uh, well, what they would do without him. Give us, give us a few of like at least like at least like half a season of just Wally, you know, like as a repercussion, you know. Why won't they From do what that? I understand? <laughs> I think Guggenheim said that that was something another writer did, and he didn't want to pay it off because it wasn't his idea. Bullshit! Come on, man. He's the goddamn producer of the, all those series. He can't pull it together and go, hey, we wrote but this. He didn't here. write hey, it. Wrote this he wasn't here. producer at that point. Yeah, I you, you want to know what was? was producer of Arrow with Guggenheim. Then they started Flash. He's, he's like the producer of all those. Who cares now, who cares now, wrote yes. it? Yeah, if it wasn't Kreisberg, it was Johns, and Johns is no longer involved. What is John's yeah, doing? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. So if John's is no longer involved, why do why do I need to pay off something? Yeah, John's that's just day? dumb. If I the know. people in Alias have to follow the fucking Bernanti uh, <laughs> machine for six seasons, yeah. based off one writer leaving and didn't follow it up or anything, then you could follow up the J- damn crisis. J. J. Abrams on Come Lost. On. You know, oh, yeah, I'm with Brent. That 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 feels weirdly impotent yeah. for like yeah. a. a I, 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 know, I read it on the internet, so take it with a grain of salt. Oh, did you read it on? But uh, I think it was a direct quote. Did you read it on Cosmic News? Because you can always trust. No, okay. no, it's a legit. I, it was a direct quote from a tweet that he put out. Oh, okay, got it. So I'm pretty sure it's legit what he said. I just okay. don't remember the, web, the he, website. He was, he was, he was dropping dime on stuff on Twitter. Like, I, I, like, there's no Wonder Woman presence in this, and I, I think that was because like they tried but couldn't work it out. Yeah. Well. uh the 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 reasoning the reasoning why we didn't get Smallville Lex we know that I, I yeah it's still kind of still kind of yeah, fucked up how they incompetent did it. that's that's gross incompetence there yeah. that is gross somebody yeah, they, they, they did Rose Bomb dirty with that yeah oh, there's, there's not yeah. even that like you don't go to an actor and say hey you want to be in this thing we don't know what, we don't have a part for you yet but you well, but you want to be in it no money that, that, not even not, not even talking about money is just you don't go to an actor and say, "Hey, you want to do this thing?" Without having like an actual set. It would have been cool them. to see him and John Cryer interact, though. Yeah, it would have been great, but yeah, yeah. you know but they, they didn't. You know, they didn't have any foresight. I wonder if he's going to be in the Superman show now. Cryer, uh, I think so. I would yeah. hope. So. I would certainly hope so. I mean, even if he's not on it regularly, he's going to have to at least like guest appear a couple times. He's fucking Lex Luthor. <laughs> also, does he know that Clark is Superman? No, he doesn't. Well, that was weird because like he knew that he was in all other worlds, but like apparently he he, he no, still doesn't know on the other news. But no, the they, thing is, he world. walks into the Daily Planet, no, where where Superman and the the Clark Kent of that world, who is also Superman by yeah. the way, is, and he doesn't put it together. There that was no, really no, they, they, there was no, a lot. They actually paid off. They paid off as a joke. Yeah, saying in in the in the actual crossover. 
Okay. Yeah. Also, like, when we asked Tom Welling, Tom Welling wasn't wearing any glasses, so he's just like, "Oh, that's Superman, I guess." Yeah. The, the, there, there hey. was a, there was a, a, a brawny man shirt. Sure. Yeah, wasn't on the line something along the lines of, "It's like, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that in some universes Clark Kent is Superman because it, it, because <laughs> there's no way that 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 that, that, that guy that the could. guy in my universe is Superman." Yeah. That's yeah. so that's yeah. so comparable, convenient. <laughs> I know, and, but it's so Lex too, like not being able to believe yeah, that he could never. Because he see did him. that in the comics. Yeah. Even though he and, knows, uh, in Burns, uh, run. Even though he knows like who Supergirl is, or whatever. Even though he knows who Supergirl is, and yet he can't put two and two together that uh, that Clark is <laughs> Superman. But okay. Well, that's because Kara Danvers is not Clark Kent's cousin, right? Yeah. No, they are. They are. Oh. <laughs> well, what an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not though. They're that. Well, the, 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 no. the Danvers, the Danvers sisters are quote unquote cousins to the Kents. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, oh I remember the second episode when Clark visited. Uh, uh, was it national news or national news? Oh no. yeah. Like, like 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 Clark visited to see Cat, but like I I don't think, but I don't know if they established. I forget. And I just forget. Years. Cat and um Cat knew that Clark was Kara's cousin. Oh, all right. What what did we? Kira, think? Kira's cousin. The the other the other. Yeah, I think, yes, Kira. <laughs> Can I bring up the other thing that, that that didn't quite work for me was so you kill Ollie once. And and then yeah. you make him the specter, which is cool. It's like okay, they're they're doing Hal Jordan shit. That's that that's pretty cool. They don't have Hal Jordan to do Hal Jordan shit. That was with, ridiculous. So do like, like he just walks up. I'm the specter. Now you are. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like oh wait a minute, and and, and that's extra hilarious because I laugh uh, my ass off. Yeah, well because John Who Constantine. I'm John, I'm John Corgan. Yeah, but not but not the one that you know. Because, because mm. you know, obviously Jim Corrigan was on the Constantine show, so that's a, that's a very different person, and not that one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, 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 I read that after the fact. Like, apparently, I mean, he was a different actor, but like, didn't have that the same kind of like physical makeup? Uh, yeah, potato, potato. <laughs> but it was it was just so ridiculous because like we never like led up to the Spectre and it just walks on. Yeah, I'm John. I'm John. Or I'm John. I'm John By the way, I'm the Spectre. Else, yeah, and, and it's like. I mean, I appreciate the balls because it's completely reckless. But it was it. I, I didn't hate it, but it was horrible storytelling. And like to it's then com- it's, com- it's very complicated. Unfortunately, doesn't translate well to yes. TV. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I give it a pass. I give it a pass just because I was having so much fun. It almost it, was t- like, it almost yeah, took it's... away from the monitor stuff too much for me to throw in this extra mystical bent. Uh, I mean, like, sure, they did it to explain how the worlds were going to get merged and what have you, but. There's other ways to explain that. Like, I like the idea of him as Spectre. I don't like the idea of doing it in like two episodes and then having him die anyway. It, it, yeah, and then, get, and, then, yeah. and then getting that crappy costume for being a Spectre. Yes, it, it was. It was rushed and didn't feel like natural. Yeah, I thought there was concept art of him as a Spectre, but with like a much better costume. I'm sure there was, yeah. dude. But money. He looked like Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. <laughs> and like this, and like this, the Spectre costume for the Green Arrow wouldn't have been that hard. Just do a version of the Hal Jordan costume. That's all you had to do. Yeah. It's just the all the costume money got spent on Brandon Routh. Who has the yeah, best look I've ever seen. Yes. Brandon Routh and um, what's his and the Anti Monitor. That's where that's where your budget went for costumes. Mm-hmm. But like. Fuck Backfleck. Like, like that Brandon Routh Superman costume. Show me a better looking Superman costume on anybody. Holy shit. I don't, I don't care what has to, what I have to do. They need to give Brandon all the money in the world and put a 13 episode first season of 
Brandon Routh Superman on HBO Max, I will unsubscribe from Disney Plus, Netflix, <laughs> whatever they want me to, and subscribe to 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 whatever to HBO Max. He needs a job it. now. He's off Legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Please do it, cause cause just, just do it. Just, just, just give me what I want. It. Just give me. Yeah, that was. Uh... He's so fucking good. He's actually, and he that's, had that's so the little to do. I know. When he I like when, when, when he like went from like like, like super sped from Clark and Superman, he's like actually that's the least crazy thing I've heard all day. Like he's like, okay, first we deal with Luthor, then like Tyler Hegg is like you know, and you won't be alone. I was like, this is this has no right being this cool. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then after the fight, he's like, oh, um, you know, just so you know, this is the second time I've gone crazy and fought myself. <laughs> yeah, which is <laughs> a clear oh, reference to Superman three. Oh, yeah. I love fires and continuity. <laughs> I just went ahead and watched like the last three episodes of, of, of Arrow, even though I hadn't watched it for a season and a half. So I went ahead and watched the spinoff episode. Um, they need to make that show. Yeah, they are making the show. Oh, they no. are. It's official. They, they are. are. Good. Terrible. Don't do like, it. Uh, you didn't. You didn't yeah, like they're it. Do- they're doing it. I mean, it's that was the test pilot for it. Just um, I know. I just understand, like, but I didn't. I didn't. They didn't put any effort into making it feel like twenty years in the future. No, that, that like, would, yeah, uh, uh, it's twenty years in the future, really. Yeah, yeah it's so twenty forty. It worked fine when Star City was destroyed, and all you had to show was a bunch of beat up old buildings and shit like that. But they they didn't do um, any effort at all to make it seem twenty yeah. years in the future at all when it was rebuilt Star City. It was I like, hey, know. we're in Vancouver. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. why not bring the girl to the present instead of sending both those other actors into the future? Uh, also, it is not confirmed. We will not know until May whether or not they're picking up the uh, the. Spoof. Okay. Uh, you know, I know the website had said that it was it was going to series, and I know they got in trouble for that. Yes, yeah, Screen so, Screen Rant uh, a week ago said that uh, that we won't know until May. Uh, okay. And, and I, okay. Tried, and I, I didn't see that. I didn't see that post. So. And Guggenheim also tweeted uh, in on March second uh, that we'll hear something in May. So that's uh, that's straight from the source. Pretty um, sure Lois and Clark is confirmed, though. Lois and Clark is confirmed. Yes, that yeah, that is that is definitely happening. Uh, um, Superman and Lois. This show could well, be bat- this show could be the Batman Beyond of the uh, of the DC TV universe if they shway. play it right. Uh, yes, totally. <laughs> sh- way way shway. Um, so if, if it works, let's make it happen. Um, but yeah. we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, you know, see if that actually happens. Uh, and I'm here for, um, giving her, her, not only her two mentors, but the way they the, the future huntress also, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's, that's pretty smart. Yes. I like this. And you're, you're getting, the, you're going to get the, uh, black Helena. I'm like, okay, I'm down for that. Yeah. No. I hope it comes out that uh, the two sons, Super Sons, and this future Green Arrow is Dana Dio's idea, so you can all then hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't love the JMS stuff, but I've never had a problem with anything Superman during the Dio's run, except maybe the New 52, but, you know, the New 52 in general was kind Super of Super Pro was one of the worst comic runs I'd read ever. Truth? Him in a motorcycle with that buzz cut? Trying to yeah, do, that's like- what I'm saying. Like, aside from the JMS run, I can't think of anything I didn't like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the JMS run is the only exception. But everything yeah. else was. I don't even. Yeah, because the John stuff was well, great. Wait, the new wait, what, about, stuff. what about um, Jurgens on Rebirth? And, I uh, love Jurgens on Rebirth. You know, yeah, yeah, comics Patrick, was good, Patrick, man. Yeah. Like, ever since Rebirth, I've been reading cause Superman more consistently than I ever have in my whole life. Mm. 
Well, I, I've been reading Superman since 97, so I can't really... Uh... Hey, I mean, I'm not saying it's the best it's ever been, but like I've been digging it since Rebirth. Yeah, no, everything everything since Rebirth's been good. I think my favorite era, besides Electric Blue, because that's... I do legitimately love Electric Blue, but I say it's my favorite to troll people, uh, <gasps> is the low run. Mm. Oh sure. The low run, the our worlds at war from like like late night, like oh, early yeah. like two thousand, yep. two thousand like two thousand four. Mm-hmm. When he's the, uh, when he's the our black world ass. War, our world at war was circa uh, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yes. Remember Emperor Joker? And then um, because President right Lex. around yeah, President Lex. And then that's the also the era. What that's the black ass Superman. So that's also the era of um what uh, what's so funny about True Justice in the American Way? Action seven seventy five. Emperor uh, Joker, best issues ever. Emperor so Joker, guys. Emperor Joker doesn't get Emperor any Joker. Love. Yes. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in that era. Yeah. So that would be the uh, so that would be the Sir L era also too. Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That would be the uh, that's the, the McGinnis stuff too. So yeah. Yeah. The Supergirl. Yeah, I remember Everybody that. forgot. <laughs> the Sorel Steel Steel X. Oh God! When 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 Nat was Steel. Yep. Steel X. Yeah. I'm sorry. I remember that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't that during yeah you know, fifty two, right? No, and Nat was Steel X. Circa nine uh, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and one. That's when she what had that? the metal metal costume with the metal with the metal braids. Yep. With like yep. with yeah with, with like the the the, the Majin Buu like tail, head tail thing. Yeah. That was yeah. that was like the Public Enemy story. Oh, mm-hmm. s- since we're talking about the past, can I, can I at least just laugh at the fact that uh, because there's nothing been shot yet of the HBO Max uh, Green Lantern series, they fucking use CGI from Ryan Reynolds movie. Probably. <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort that the Green Lanterns exist in that universe. I, I couldn't realize that Taika Waititi was the best friend in that movie. Yeah, yeah. he was pie face. Yes. <laughs> Tom Kalmaku, I believe it is. You know what else I realized, friends, is that uh, it's been so long since we recorded that I haven't been able to tell you how much I hated the latest Star Wars movie. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's a disappointment. <sighs> Real disappointment. Oh, I saw it twice. Uh, I thought it was okay. It is the first of these new series of movies that I only saw once, and I had no desire to see it a second time. It, After the trash fire that was The Last Jedi, well, I didn't have high expectations for you this know what? one. After the excellence that was The Last Jedi. After the excellence that was The Last Jedi, I was hoping for much better, and I did not get it. Here, the, the problem is, they handed the movie off to the guy whose movie was blown up by the Last Jedi. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what was he going to do except go? No, 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 no. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce this plot point, this plot point, this plot point, this plot point. Yeah. Forget this one. Yeah. Forget that one. Oh, Rosico, psh, whatever. This one, this one, this one. Look, I want to do this. It was going to be so cool, guys. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to play this one. JJ, calm down. Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah. And like. Uh, there are entertaining points in Rise of Skywalker that, that I, th- I thought I was I was amused by it. I thought they were fun, but when you take the trilogy as a whole, it is fucking painful. <laughs> well, because they didn't have any overall plan, and that was exactly that's Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Oh, well, yeah, that is definitely that's Kathleen Abrams's Kennedy's fault. fault. That's Kathleen Kennedy's no, no, fault. No, no, it isn't. Yes. That's the thing. Blame this isn't J.J. Abrams' fault. No, it, it is her fault. She's supposed to head it up. It yeah, no. I'm saying her thing from the start is say, yeah. Hey, what are she, you guys doing over at Marvel? Oh, you have a f- plan, mm-hmm. and who's in charge of that plan? Kevin Feige. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. That's so I should have a plan, and I should be in charge of it. 
Yes. I don't okay. think she's good. I don't think she's good at being in charge. I think she needed someone else. I think I think Dave Filoni should be in charge of Star Wars, like yes. as a story, because yes. Filoni fucking gets it between the Mandalorian and Clone Wars. He just gets it. Clone Wars. I, heard I mean, Clone Wars is great, but this new season of Clone Wars is severely lacking. Yeah, but I, like they're all—it's all what's it called? Episode? Is all? Um, they're all um, episode two point five. It's like yeah, thrown away episodes that yeah, never got made. Basically, yeah, they're, spec, they're all spec scripts. That's why. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, heard, I, I heard people going after Kathleen Kennedy like well before Rise Skywalker came out. So like my knee jerk reaction to like people throwing shade at her is like, yeah, okay, whatever, bro. But I, I Brent's right. Like, no, it's, when it it's became, not because she's a woman or whatever. It's because literally, there was know, no job is to have a vision. And uh, yeah, if you can't precisely. do that or hire somebody who does and keep them around for a trilogy or whatever the universe yeah. you want to call it, then it's, you fail. It was, it was, I, I was so jazzed after Rise, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Force Awakens. And I also saw Last Jedi once. You know, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. But, like, I love the idea that, like, that we were going someplace. Mm-hmm. And. Where they ended up with like Kylo Ren and stuff, it's just like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'll never forget when they say like Ray Palpatine, or, and, and like, I was like, oh, can you believe this shit? I looked up to my it, brother, and he was he was well deep into face bombing. <laughs> it is very sad to me that I left that theater thinking to myself, I wonder what Colin Trevorrow would have done, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> seriously, and and. So here- and I'm not a Colin Trevorrow fan overall. Like I, I think Jurassic World is okay. Um, I thought Jurassic World Two, even though he only executive produced it, was a goddamn trash fire of a movie. Um, and I know he's a bit of an asshole in real life, and that's one of the reasons why he got fired from the damn thing in the first place. But the spec script that he had that leaked onto the internet, and I hate that we're dealing with fucking spec script leaks again and release the <laughs> Snyder Cut level bullshit. <laughs> release the JJ Cut. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes. I know. Rele- when I saw oh, release boy. the JJ yeah. Cut, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to fucking throw my computer out the window. Like, it was, I'm it, coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> it was really, really bad. Uh, but I, part of me wonders, you know, the what if is there. What if Colin Trevorrow's script would seem to be a lot more cohesive and, 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 uh, following what came before it than the uh, reconstructionist uh, bullshit that was this movie, um, what it would have been had they at least just kept his script a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. Screenplays I've ever seen. It it was so uh, apologetic. Oh, yeah. In ways that didn't have to be. I mean, like, I I can't believe what they did to Kelly Marie in this. Uh, No, that that was the biggest bullshit. You ever ever splice a wire together? Ever splice splice a wire together? Yeah, and you you don't do it right, and you just use duct tape. <laughs> this is yeah. what this movie is. Yeah, basically, this is literally what, what and it, it doesn't Here's connect the all the way, and it and it you, if you move it the wrong way, it kind of falls apart. This is what this movie is. Here's and the thing: it, like it's a oh, god, no, go it's a goddamn slap in the face mm-hmm. of everyone who actually saw the potential. From the last Jedi, yeah, because there was there was potential there, and you may not like it, okay, but it was there, yeah, all right, and, 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 and it's what? set up. You had this idea of, you know what? Sure, raising nobody. I was down with that. You know why? Because not everyone not everyone has to be somebody in Star Wars. Yeah, that's the best part about the, about the characters. They were all if, 
unless unless your name is Leia, you're all fucking nobodies. No one cares about you. I'm yeah. so happy that my fa- that one of my favorite movies of 2019 was a Rian Johnson movie, because uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's become, Thank you. he's become one of my favorite directors. And Knives Out was 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 goddamn a delightful. A donut holes, donut hole. <laughs> like Ryan Johnson had an idea. He had a vision. He had yeah. He had something to say in the movie and he said it in the freaking trailer and this is not going to go the way you plan right but and no one freaking listened to him and, and yes even if they had you know gotten jj to do it or somebody else like whatever like brent you got to admit man like this the movie was reconstructionist bullshit like mind you yes you know ryan did, ryan johnson did a bunch of stuff on his own to reconstruct but like when when you're based when one movie says you know your 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 parent is nobody and then almost immediately after that the next movie is like oh hey you know, it chose you, know, to be. you know you know how your parents are nobody well guess what Ah. Palpatine has returned. Palpatine, How did Palpatine has returned? Return? Palpatine returned in a cloning freaking... dark science. No. Secrets only the Sith knew. No, 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 no. Even better, even better. Palpatine returned in a video game leading mm-hmm. up. Lead... That wasn't even a Star Wars video game. He returned. His speech returned in 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 a fucking video game, and you didn't include it in the goddamn movie. Like this is like yeah, that was sad. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I'm not defending Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I wasn't like. I never cried during any moments. I saw people posting um, that they were like crying or whatever. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like it was so beautiful or whatever. I was like, okay. I, I mean, the whole idea of Ryan Johnson in the first place. Yeah. Whatever he did, the same thing that we were. You know, Mark Guggenheim didn't want to follow the Flash thread because some other writer wrote it. Mm-hmm. It's the same stupid nonsense bullshit. That Ryan Johnson had stuck up his ass about, oh, well, I don't like any of his ideas, so I'm not going to use all of them, or I'm going to use the entire movie to dismantle all of his ideas. But like, he used his ideas, though. He used well, his fucking Whatever. Whatever. No, he, did. he did. He used his ideas. He, he threw them away. No, he did not. Is what he did. Well, okay, he did. Really? How? The idea of the lightsaber. He threw them away. Okay, well, yeah, literally, he, he threw the lightsaber away. And he was like, nope, 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 nope. And so it was a dismantling of it, not like, hey, what can I do with this and take it and twist it? The yeah. idea that Ray is imp- an important somebody is an idea, and no, which it's... was laid the groundwork in. And then for you to just like, you know, I don't care that she was Palpatine's kid or whatever. I thought it was kind of stupid. But the, the main thing that I disagree with in Last Jedi was like, oh, you're nobody, you're nothing. When you literally knew you're going to have, be, based on that shot, you're going to have people putting like their, their fan expectations on it. And it's like, it's silly to say, yes, you should listen to fan expectations. But at the same time, it's like, you know what the response is going to be. So do yourself a fucking favor and figure a way out of the box that no, you are placed if you, in. If you make her anybody, and I mean you make her anybody in the Star Wars universe. Oh, she's Wedge's niece. Oh, uh, she is... Um, she's a Kenobi. I've heard that one a Kenobi. lot. She's a Palpatine. She, she's a Darklighter. She if is he, a... If he'd a, made her a Palpatine a, or whatever, I would have been signed on for it from the very beginning. No, because there's... For them to come in and do it, and this one is, like, dumb. Especially the what? fact that the book says she's a clone. Ugh. It's also ripping off um, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, no, uh, Dark Empire. No, no, no. I mean, the, the reveal in Rise of Skywalker was very much like Empire Strikes Back, oh, which yeah. I thought that like the Ben Kenobi I like, am your being father. Han Solo was like, was like an inversion of that. So it's like we already yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. And like, 
I, I'll disagree vehemently, Brent. I love you. You're one of my best friends, but I vehemently disagree, okay? And, like, there is this idea in storytelling that it's a yes and. And you take something and you can throw it away, sure, mm-hmm. but you acknowledge it first. He acknowledged it, all right? And then he said, you know what? Let's kind of play, let's, let's throw it away. No, wait, wait, the wait, rules of improv is yes and. Yes not- and. No, it's not, it, it, okay, no, it's wait, yes and. Wait, no, and. No, he didn't say okay, no. He said, yes, this happened, this is a thing, but we're not going to use that thing because he wanted to tell a different no, story. No, 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 yes. you don't understand. Oh, really? I don't understand improv. <laughs> I don't understand improv, okay? You're not, under, you're not getting it. It's I'm not, not oh, that. I, <laughs> the thing is, you, I get what you're both saying. Yeah. You're coming at it from different perspectives the, is the thing. The, the, this third movie was Agent Michael Scorn, Okay. <laughs> it, was, it, it was the office it was it was hey we're at this party oh look i have an egg for a head oh look no, oh but i have a gun like no 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 fine red right, i'm gonna hump her good exactly this was, this was I'll, I'll do one better this was michael clump this was michael clump oh no oh no this was just a bad decision from head to toe yeah 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 so, so and it's just a minor just a just a really minor thing but like if you're gonna so when we first meet ray she's a staff user when we see her fight with the lightsaber she's not the most graceful right how do they pay that all off do they give her a double-sided lightsaber yes in a fa- in a dark in a dark side fantasy when uh-huh. she when she when she finally gets her lightsaber it's a single-bladed lightsaber why would she make something she's not familiar? Mm. Oh, it hurts me. And like, oh, I think I, I'm so upset too. Like, they didn't pay off the whole Leia thing in the they way that was. They didn't pay off a lot. Okay, and, and like, like, I actually would have been would have been happier had they just not it, used any yeah. any Leia scenes. Had they just mm-hmm. started the movie with her with her funeral. Yeah. Um, rather than try to shoehorn it in, because they used scenes that were left over, that it had some of which had already been released as deleted scenes from previous movies, mm-hmm. um, that they reworked they, to try to make. They them took work. her face off of it and the dialogue, and then repasted it over a completely CG like body and hands and yeah. stuff. If that's not like resurrecting an actor from the dead, and they're like, we're not going to do that. Then yeah. I don't yeah, know. They they do do it. It. Yeah. yeah, they do it, though. Exactly. Yeah. The only part that I would, that I thought was actually pretty cool was the flashback to her and Luke training. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, was, that, was, that was pretty awesome, and frankly, had that been the only Leia we saw in the entire fucking movie, I would have been okay with that. Um, I really right? did yeah. like how uh, Maz, what it's her name, was like narrating to the audience, like, you know, yeah. Leia knows what she must do. Are you going to stop her? Like, yeah. it's like, I, I hated that. I, I was like, I, I felt like I was being treated and such Maz, an idiot. Maz, Maz also went from being, you know, he's another one of those characters that started off being really freaking cool and was then reduced in, in movies two and three, and yes, Last Jedi did it too, but I, I know that I know that uh, that it was also because you know she also just was not available uh, to shoot much. Oh, okay. But uh, you know, two and th- over those two, the, the next two movies, the, the character was reduced to nothing. Just like mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tram was reduced to be Leia's less than nothing Leia's because he had to side. shoehorn all his episode episode eight stuff into episode nine. Yeah, and that, that was the worst so thing, much felt- plot. That felt like they cared about like the dude bros who were like harassing her online. Yeah, it's like we don't want people to be mad at our movies, so let's 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 sideline they'll her. They'll deny like, that. Okay, this this is wrong. They'll deny yeah, that until the end of time. Let's sideline her. But no one liked the okay character or not. No one liked the plot that she was in with the whole gambling thing. So 
like a plot and a character and an actress. Like, uh, the actress is fine. The character was dumb. The plot was dumb. So it's like, you know, everybody hates Jar Jar Binks. Nobody has a problem with he got sidelined. A lot of people didn't like Rose Tico or the plot she was involved in or both. And they sideline her. But we get complaints because it's not a CG character. It's a representation thing. But no, no. Here's my thing. Sure. Her character didn't add anything to the movie other than representation, which was good. But overall, she didn't add anything to that movie. But here's the thing. Okay, so look. She helped Finn's plot line. You, you could, you could what redeem, was the plot line? They got you could betrayed re- you, and didn't go anywhere. You could redeem the character in the third one because you bring in another character who's also a woman to do the same exact thing that Rose Tico could do. She brings you fucking horses. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Just redeem the character in a different way. Yeah. That's a blatant slap in the face of anyone who actually liked the character saying, you know, here's a, here's a, here's a toy. We're going to put her aside, but here, here's another toy. that looks just like this one. There's, We're going to use this one instead. Yeah. And, and, That's and, what I don't like about that. And so much was cut from, from the, the movie itself. Uh, I'm not even talking about Rose stuff. I'm talking about, uh, with these new, uh, ex stormtroopers that were introduced. Um, mm-hmm. that was probably an episode eight plot. That was an episode eight plot, but also, uh, the fact that, uh, there is an earlier version of of the script where it just outright blatantly says, and I I would have been much better, ha- much happier with this. That girl, because it's really creepy the way that Lando is like, you want to go find out? I know. Um, <laughs> In bed, <laughs> it's supposed to be his daughter. Bringing back Lando was dumb. Yeah. That is supposed to be yeah, Lando was dumb. That was supposed to be his daughter. There is a version. I thought Finn was his was his son for just, a while. Hey, Who's still alive that we can pull to pull on audiences' heartstrings? Mm-hmm. You know, let's bring back Lando, and yeah. then let's not actually do anything with I, him. I agree. Yeah. Whether or not Billy D is a good actor has acted in a while. Yeah. I don't think he has. Yeah, so I can't say about his acting ability. But just I, I to throw him in well. there at all, he's voice acted. It's just he a hasn't waste. really acted, acted because because he, he voice acted a little bit for I think what was it Rebels? Uh, yes, he voice acted. Yes, he landed on Rebels. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's done occasional things here and there, but nothing like not not much live action stuff. And that, that episode of Rebels was season two or three, so, so that was like four years ago. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just just overall, man. Like I, I've got franchise. It was a circle out. jerk the whole time. Look. Agree, disagree. There are ways you can tell a story and throw things out which make sense, okay? I get it. This was a huge apology fest to those who didn't like The Last Jedi. And that's fine. You know, not every movie, is gonna, not every movie has to appease a majority of the fans. But don't insult the fans by bringing in new contrived ways to tell your story because you want to do something different and, and quote-unquote cool because you, you don't like the last story. Alright? Like, why are there... Why why is the idea of diet a thing now? That's the same thing as... Uh, you're saying the same thing as I would say about Ray's parentage. I never thought that was a mystery, though, from the, from the first movie. I never thought they were seeding that to be a mystery. Yeah, yeah. like, it's thing. They were eventually going to reveal something. She could have just been a person on a desert planet, but the fact that they set up that her parents abandoned her and you never saw their faces, and here's the thing, and then you have this weird mystery shit with Maz Kanata, you were chosen, all this other crap, that's setting up a mystery. For me, I thought it was, oh, your parents abandoned you? Like, so, look, when they said, oh, you're nobody, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, okay, cool, that makes sense. They abandoned you for drinking Because your parents were shitty. They left you on a planet to die. 
They got away. They don't want to take you. If that's the true intent, then they should have done it in the first movie. That's Abrams' fault. Also, it makes no sense that something else there. It makes no sense that that um, that Luke and Leia knew the entire time because Luke would have nothing to do with her in the last movie if he knew that. Mm -hmm. That 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 makes that that makes sense. Here's the thing, because I rewatched the Last Jedi um, right after Rise of Skywalker. He comments on how quickly she embraces the dark side. Mm. He said, "Yeah, yeah." When, when so, uh, if you if you want to, if you take all three movies as together, which I really don't want to, but you have to, it's sort of a foreshadowing that she has an affinity to the dark side, which Kylo does, you know, play off of to get her to force lightning that shit. So does Luke? Yeah, yeah, because of his father, Anakin. Because Anakin, Anakin did turn to the dark side. He was Darth Vader. So, yeah, that's the thing. So he recognizes that. And that's what he recognized in Kylo. He recognized the dark side in Kylo because it runs in the family. Can I just just say that I'm really, really glad that Palpatine doesn't fuck? Yes, Uh, thank God. uh, Well, he does. A version of him does. Do it. (laughs) Doesn't wait. So doesn't that make Ray... Uh, his niece and not his no, 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 uh, granddaughter. His, his son, but he's no, not. Palpatine's he's a clone. Fuck the f- fucking right. clone's son. Fucked and begat Ray. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, the clone. <laughs> so it's his, banged. He's his. his she, though. He's her <laughs> uncle. No. The clone banged because, a version of itself. That's it's <laughs> <Wait, so like, laughs> granddaughter. It yeah. is is your clone your brother or your child? That's Ben Riley. That's a good question. Right, no, they're, That's a really they're like so, sort of pseudo siblings, right? Ben Riley and Peter Parker. Yeah. So that means that Ben Riley's kid would be Peter's niece somewhat. Mm-hmm. So and Ray this is his niece, and, and the this whole is movie why, just fell apart. And this is why. Because of what I said, not because of on its own. And this is why we shouldn't think about it too damn hard, because if we do... Yeah, I, dude, <laughs> me and my brother have been... All we've done the last... Ever since that movie came out is play Battlefront 2 and bitch about the, this, this uh, trilogy, okay? So, <laughs> so look, don't get I me knew, started. I knew this movie was doomed when Kathleen Kennedy said, you know what, there's not a lot of resources to tell from Star Wars stories. I'm like... Excuse you? Fuck you. Uh, There's uh, 25 years, years. There are 25 years without books out there. Just look at them. Yeah. And they literally, they literally stole from Dark Forces. I'm sorry, not Dark. Yeah, they literally they stole from Dark Forces. They basically bastardized the Jason and Jaina story. Yeah. They, I mean, that's they, what Ray and Ray and Ben are. There's just yeah. not. There's just not enough story to make up a card show. It's just. It's just. You, you can't. You can't. Do, oh wait. Oh wait, they they, mm-hmm. they they oh wait they did huh? How mm-hmm. about that? And, and and by the way, uh, the Mandalorian is just way better than this entire movie franchise now of Star Wars. Oh, the Mandalorian is mediocre at best. Oh, oh, it is. Casino. You spend three episodes doing an arc, and then you don't do anything in the middle episodes, and then you spend the last two episodes doing more with that arc. It's like, are we doing an overarching story arc or not? Are we doing one and done? It's like eh, it's, it's a western. It's, a, it's 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 Lone Wolf and Cup. It's yeah. a western. Yeah, that's kind of so, how westerns are. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, and like it's 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 decompressed, quote unquote, for like a better term, storytelling. Yeah. Really? No, it screams of we don't have the budget, so we spend all of our money on this technology, or we spend all of our money on this technology with this video game background bullshit, and then now we don't have the budget to do an actual story. <laughs> look, look, that's what season one screams to me of. We spent all this money in this tech to make this show for cheap. And then we couldn't actually do anything really that neat in the first seasons, they, except for the first two episodes and the last two. Every single episode had a movie budget. 
So that's not actually the case. Like, yeah, and look, and if there's anyone who can squeeze a budget better, it's John fucking Favreau. The yeah. man made Iron Man on a shoestring budget. In a, with, with a box, box, with a box of scraps. Yeah, you do it. You. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. And, and the last episode, the one that Taika, Taika Waititi directed, was easily my favorite of the entire series. Oh. Yeah, um, there were two good episodes in all the holiday episode, episode run. Which Three makes, in the last one. Which still makes it oh, better I really than like the, the uh, I really like the Cara Dune episode, the oh, first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, eh. yeah. They told a really good story, it, and it's basically yeah. It all it is is like little western vignettes, and then you have the background plot of he has to keep the baby safe. Yeah, like it's you can only do so much with uh, with the a plot. Yeah, it's little. Look, it's little. If, it's little if you can give me western vignettes, then give me an interesting character. It's give me something to bite on. There's nothing to bite on. Yoda doesn't talk. Mandalorian's not that interesting because he can't take his mask off or show any emotion because he's fucking rules. Because you have to make him a Mandalorian, and uh, we, you know we, a lot about we don't have an interesting story other than oh, I'm trying to keep the baby safe for some reason. <laughs> well, his his family was murdered in front of him by by the by the techno union or by the CIS or whatever the. By Not George. to mention the actor do, is just doing the voice. There's no way that guy's on set doing all that shit. They have an interview with a stuntman on Vulture who was like, "Oh yeah, I prefer I developed the walk. I developed all this other stuff." Hmm. So like. What's his face uh, from Game of Thrones is Pablo. barely even on set, probably. Pablo, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. All right. It, it, fair. Fair enough. Give me a break. Fair enough. Yeah, I, but hold on. Also, too, they're paying off on a throw not a throwaway not a throwaway, throwaway rebels plot, but like a a major plot point from Rebels, which is unheard of because normally you ignore cartoons, right? Ideally, yeah. So the fact that they're bringing in Spoilers, the Darksaber. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like oh. that, that. That was the most badass part of it. And, and, and yes, it was in the last episode. And yes, as, as Casina said, that's, one, that's you know, one of the two best episodes of the, of the series. I just, I don't know. For, for me, the entire, the entire story worked. But I can also understand your point, Casina, because you're not the only person that I've, know, that I've met who has said that it was too slow moving and that they, and that they couldn't get around the character because you couldn't see his face, face emote. It's just... Basically, it's whether or not you're in you're in whole hog on it. And I mean, I don't have to have his face emote, but he could have a he could have his face not be there, but he could have a fucking personality. Fair. It's like let's give me a dead character and we'll have him walk around. And he would be as interesting as the Mandalorian is in this show. Yeah. Ever play ever play Halo? <laughs> but that's a video game, so that's a little bit different. No, I mean it's the same oh, thing. Speaking of Gordon Freeman, is not that interesting, but that video game is great. But I'm not playing it for Gordon Freeman's character. Because I'm crazy about the idea of a scientist in an orange jumpsuit running around shooting guys. Uh, see, I play I play him for the game for the, for the overall overarching story. But there you go. So this we're looking for two we're looking for two different things out of the same thing. That's yeah. all. Raph, were you going to say that we're getting a Halo TV series? No, 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 no. Um, never getting so, that TV series. I know. Um, <laughs> Battle, Battlefront Two. Um, the 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 current Battlefront Two. Um, there's a character you can play in single story mode, Iden Versio. We're getting yes. her in the second season of uh, Mandalorian. Uh, have you have you listened to her book? Have you, Did have you play you, that whole story? It sucked. Her, her whole story sucks, but have you, have you listened? But to like the, she's a, it's cool that they're crossing over characters. But have you, have you read the book though? The book is actually I pretty haven't bad read the book yet. The book is pretty badass, actually. Okay, her I'll, 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 I'll pop out. Book of oh, yeah, it's a very... being a bad guy, and then in, within two missions, she's gonna flip sides. Fuck that. Well, they did. They did destroy our homeworld. So 
If that was the reason because they didn't want her to make her a bad guy. They gotta come well, up yeah, with a reason. Well, so they wrote themselves out of the box creatively, which unlike Ryan Johnson did, he just threw the box away. He acknowledged the box. No, you don't. You put the box there, you gotta open the box. If you hang a gun on the wall in the first act, it's gotta go off in the second. That's the screenwriting rule. Yes. Not mine. Yes, che- Chekhov's nuclear vessels. <laughs> I mean, I mean, g- gone. Thank you. Gone. Yes, please. Yeah. Nuclear vessels. Yeah. Yes. I like how you absolve yourself of responsibility of, of the Chekhov's gun rules. And listen, I didn't come up with it. Don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we go any further, friend, let's talk about something you liked. Let's 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 make sure we get at least one thing that you that you wholeheartedly enjoyed at, 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 in this episode because I feel like I don't I, think there's a lot of things that wholeheartedly <laughs> yeah, enjoyed lately. Really <laughs> something, anything, please, or at least something you enjoyed a little bit. What what what, what do we got, man? What what else do you want to bring up? <laughs> I'm sure his family loves him. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll hold your son now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, have you been reading stuff lately, man? Like, what, like, what, what you been up to? I've been reading stuff. I'm not that crazy about a whole lot of stuff right now. <laughs> Even <laughs> Curse of the White Knight, as much as I want to love the Asbats and Azrael stuff, mm-hmm. it feels like a like a a secondary character because it's still about Joker. Mm. That sucks. And I'm like, why did you tease us with Azrael for six months while you're drawing it, and then turn him into Asbats? very very quickly only to throw them away in the next issue because they wanted you to buy it yeah they, they worked <laughs> how, about, how about your how about your helmet i like my helmet yeah <laughs> yeah i saw your review there you go there you go it's nice and helmet it is very nice <laughs> best best helmet they've created doesn't have that gaping maw staring at you gaping maw i like that like- watch, someone's been watching Critical Role. <laughs> what? See, no, he hasn't, and, and, and neither have I, mind you. I'm an acquisitions guy. I'm, an, I'm acquisitions incorporated all the way. That's that's my jam. Uh, so yeah. Why not both? Right, say, yeah, because I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I do. Shit's way too fucking long. I mean, I stay up till like one, two a.m. to watch it on Thursday. Listen, it's it's listen, doable. I am too busy mindlessly watching YouTube videos to watch Critical I mean, Role. Okay. To be fair, you watch seven hundred television shows more than I do. To be fair, yeah. really, everyone. Yeah. To be fair, I only watch like three shows, yes. and I don't. I I lie. I, I I pretend. I promise I'll watch these other shows, and they just sit in my queue, and they never get watched. <laughs> Like that's I the, did like of- Watchmen, <gasps> but I wasn't in love with it. Oh, I'll take, I'll take that. I'll All right, take yeah. Okay. That's that's it started off really this. slow, and it was I was behind, and then I found out that you know surprise who Doctor Manhattan was, and mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, now I have to watch it to find out what's going on, and then but it was still again there. It wasn't really until like the third to last, fourth to last episode out of the eight, so you're over fifty percent in. That really started to get kind of interesting. So all right. It got me after the first episode is admittedly slow, um, at, but it, it intrigued me. I think by the time you get to the end of episode two, it completely had me hooked. And that Doctor Manhattan episode, like, if you oh, it was to- great, it, it, it's it's amazing. Had you told me that Alan Moore had ghostwritten that episode, I would have believed you, because it fucking feels like Watchmen more than anything has felt like Watchmen 
sequel-wise, prequel-wise, anything since the what actual about the movie? Comic. Fuck the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I, no, the, the movie's all right. The movie's decent. Uh, the director's cut is, is, is the best version of it, but it's still all right. This, to me, is definitive. Like, it, it, everything that feels Watchmen, it got right. And I'm glad that Lindelof is just ending it with a season because I feel like a second season would just water it down. But for all I know, there will be one eventually. Um, that's such a responsible thing to do. Yeah. Hold on, do, do, you, do you hear that, Ian? What? That truck backing up with, uh, with all that money in it? Oh, God damn it. God, God damn it, Brendan. No, no, no. Divert the truck. Divert the truck. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird that they, he developed a show people actually want to watch as opposed to The Leftovers. But he doesn't want to do it. I ad- but a show that no one wants to watch, like The Leftovers, he would have done forever. I adore The Leftovers. It's a needless shot. Fuck, fuck no, no, you, no, fuck you so hard. Just for Ian. Fuck you so hard. The Leftovers is one of my favorite shows of all time. I know. You go to hell and you go to hell and you die. But, but Lindelof, but you said he doesn't. Want, he didn't want to do the show when he when he got when it got offered to him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he He's, had really like mm-hmm. I, I yeah I, thing. He has such a reverence to this original that he says, "I I can't do this." Yeah, that, that is first humbling number mm-hmm. one because yeah. you don't see that in Hollywood because you'll see people, oh yeah, I'll fucking do it, I'll make it the best thing ever, and then they'll fail. Like with blackjack and hookers, exactly. Yeah. Like like Lindelof had such a reverence to the material, and he and had it. He waited till he could tell a story that had to be told right now, mm-hmm. and. And most importantly, he actually got writers of color, mm-hmm. women, and other people to give him ideas and opinions and tell him when he was being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Because because it, Tyler Perry. <laughs> yes, because because un, because unlike uh, you know un, un, unlike with with other with other scenarios, he actually took the time to actually get other people's voices and. It, if you have not listened to the Watchmen Companion podcast, do yourself a favor and listen to it because it, it goes it, each each episode touches on uh, I think three episodes of the show if I remember correctly, <clears throat> um, and I learned so much more about the behind the scenes of like how he developed it and and how he chose to uh, you, you know to, to 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 go into the past the way he did and the fact that you know that you know. Anybody who says like, "Oh, what's this white guy doing talking about you know like the most important you know atrocity in the in the history of, of Black America," which I I believe that is definitely the case uh, with 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 what happened uh, to you know Black Wall, Black Street. Wall Street. You know, he he said like, "Yeah, I I I know people are going to feel that way," but again, it was not just me. I made sure that I had other voices here to ensure that everything felt genuine and that it wasn't just you know like uh like a white guy talking about blackness and i i really appreciate that and that's why i was hooked from from episode one yeah yeah black wall street because like so before you watched the watchman did you uh, has anyone else heard of black wall street before that um nope. no i hadn't in fact in fact I actually thought for a minute that it was created for the show. I'm 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 not, I'm not even kidding about that. Until I until I looked it up on 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 the internet and I and I researched it and I, I read like at least like four articles. Yeah, we both looked fact. it up because we watched it together. Yeah, I I was floored uh, mm-hmm. about that happening, and it's one of the it's one of the most uh, you know 
closed-lipped, we're, we can't talk about this things that's ever mm-hmm. happened in America, and he went and talked about it. I don't know. I know you probably knew about it before the show, right? Honestly, no. Really? Okay. So my mom has a book on her coffee table at, at her house called Black Wall Street, and it, it, it's a paperback coffee table book, and it details all about what happened with Black Wall Street. I knew about it since I was a little kid. So, But to see it on the show, and like like is it like you don't expect a show to go there and when it goes there you your jaw just drops you just, like I can't believe they fucking went there mm-hmm. like they're telling a story that like that is pertinent to people like me and it was like I don't cry much when watching TV series or watching movies I've only cried like once or twice, like in a in a movie of my of my own volition, I'll say right now I'm I am a sympathetic crier. So if I see someone crying, I'll start crying. Mm-hmm. But I've never been really moved like by a movie. The first time I got moved by a movie was in Black Panther, uh, when the first scene of Warrior, the first scene at Warrior Falls when you see everybody there, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so yeah. many people that look that look like me. And the second time I ever cried in the show was Watchmen. Watchmen when they show you what happened to Black Walsh. And that was... Oh, my God. It affected me because I've dealt with racism my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with segregation my whole entire life. You know? I've jokingly told you about like, comments I've heard in my lifetime. Sure. But, you know, when you see your history in front of you, actual history, too, it just hits you a different way. And that's what got me. Yeah. What, what did you What did you think about the the uh, the Hood of Justice reveal? Um, um so that was uh, <laughs> like I thought. Like thinking, like yeah, why it would? Because if you go back and read the books, you're thinking, oh, Hood of Justice never took his never took his mask off, right? Yeah. Even in pictures, even in even in the um, in the scenes when he's with other heroes, mm-hmm. always had him always had the mask and the hang, hangman's noose. Yeah. And it was a throw, and I knew it was a, it was a throwaway thing originally from by Alan Moore. Alan Moore wasn't really thinking about you know let's make him a black guy. It was like oh that's a that's an interesting costume design there. He was said but, to be Jewish, I think, original in the original text, right? Um, uh, but but mind you, you know it, it it's certainly possible that uh, that uh, what was it the original? I think it was yeah the original Night Owl uh, uh, mentioned, mm-hmm. mentioned that in his in his memoir. Um, but at the same time, he could have. It easily been bullshitting, or maybe he was just you know putting out a theory out there. Yeah. I thought the theory was that he was a Russian circusman. There have been a bunch of different uh, ideas or theories. Yeah, I think it was a Russian, a Russian Jewish circusman. I think that that's that's what the uh, that's what Night Owl had him pegged as. Who was sympathetic to the Third Reich? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, but uh, it did that one little tweak and one little change brought so much pathos to the character. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, remember Blue Marvel? From, yeah. um... Yeah, from Mar- Marvel. By, uh, Kevin Gouveau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what they remind me of, because, of course, if you're a hero of color in the 1940s and 50s, when you are working in either the Jim Crow, the Jim Crow South, or you're working in pretty much any major society where it's segregated, you, you can't show your face. And I'm like, oh yeah, and to to take a symbol of hatred mm-hmm. 
and to make it your own symbol, that is that 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 character right there. Just that was I think that, that was another stand. Uh, no, not another. That was the stand up. So the series. It made so much sense too. Just just overall, because like like you said, like uh, you know, I, I'm sure you know Alan Moore was not thinking about that when he created the character. Um, especially uh, you know, Dave Givens when he when he created the costume, he, I'm sure he was not even thinking about that. It's just when you put two and two together, it just makes sense, and mm-hmm. it made such narrative sense in the show, and the way they pulled it off with the uh, with the drug she took. Uh, what, what was it called? No, nostalgia. Nostalgia. Thank you. Nostalgia. Thank you. Um, yeah, the trip that uh, that Regina King is on, just ah, oh, it's 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 beautiful how they weave that in and out uh to tell the story uh you know like having her like appear and disappear into her into her grandfather's memories like that is just goddamn perfect and i'll I'll also mention jeremy irons as ozymandias like the man is the man is is always great but his ozymandias acting he was acting. acting the fuck off of it like so goddamn good, like uh, everybody. Tim Blake Nelson as as Looking Glass. Gene, Gene Smart, really. Gene Smart was 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 terrific. Don Johnson for the short amount of time that we got to see him, um, had made a believable character. And then when we find out more about the character, it's it's holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah, the the whole the whole cast as an ensemble was was beautiful. And it's one of these shows that I feel like I'm going to go back to like every couple of years and rewatch. It's been about five or ten years since I read Watchmen, and it might be time for me to read it again. Which leads me to ask the question, who read Doomsday Clock? I did. I did. I'm finished. Okay. Nope. Uh, Donovan and Brent. uh, I'm not asking you to compare it, because obviously they're two very different things. Um, But of the Watchmen sequels... (laughs) <laughs> which which of the two works best for you? I mean, the the TV one works ultimately better because you're not trying to... Doomsday Clock fails mm-hmm. in that it's trying to cram Watchmen into the DC Universe or vice versa. Yeah. And it kind of does both and nothing at the same time. Yeah. Um, because at the end, all the pieces are set back on the board. Watchmen goes back to their own Watchmen universe and then Dr. Manhattan isn't defeated, isn't victorious, but then just realizes, oh, I've been wrong all along. My biggest problem with the Doomsday Clock is, unlike Watchmen, which set up a mystery in the very beginning and kind of led you through that path and then laid down different cards, Mm -hmm. issue to issue to issue, um, you know, and not, I guess it was, like, Watchmen to me is a little meandering because you're not really focused on, you're so involved with the characters and their story, you're not really focused on the A plot of who killed the comedian per se, but you're not involved with the characters in Doomsday Clock. You're given a bunch of new characters whom you're supposed to get involved with, but you can't because you're kind of expecting, I don't know, the Watchmen characters, I guess. Mm. Uh, and then the A plot of where is Dr. Manhattan and what has he done isn't really pulled on until issue number the last half of issue 10 and 11 and definitely 12 and it took 94 years to come out and it took forever to come out and the art is definitely worth looking at yeah they did a good job but i think them aping dave gibbons's style not style but storytelling style with a nine 
panel grid, I think did them more of a, I don't know, felt more slavish uh, homage than it did like sequel or, you know, we're going to try and accomplish something mm-hmm. the way that the TV show, you know, didn't have to do, I guess, because it was a different medium, but they still found ways to make it feel like Watchmen, yeah. where Doomsday Clock utterly failed in that. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of Jeff Johns' worst stories. Oof. Jeez. I, I'm 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 gonna read it. I have all twelve issues uh downloaded to the iPad. Um and I've I've read I think four of them, you know, when they came out uh, twelve years ago. So I uh I will have to rewatch from reread from the beginning because I have no idea where I left off and I have no idea uh even particularly which issue I finished off on. Uh so I'll oh, read, so, so I'll read the I'll read the I'll read the whole damn thing again. And I I've heard very mixed things about it. I, I've heard from some people that it's that it's an excellent read when you sit down and read them as as twelve. Um, however, I've also felt like it's a missed opportunity from other people that, are, that that I've seen review it, since a lot of the stuff that the series sets up has already been done in the DC universe because they moved on since Jeff Johns was taking forever on this thing. You know, Legion of Superheroes I mean, has already Dickers been styling in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the back matter in this, like you know, Watchmen has the back matter, mm-hmm. and it's like four, five, six pages sometimes of text. Yeah, most of the time. In Doomsday Clock, it's there, and they do like the first two or a couple of the issues. They actually have text for you to read, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like, "What is this about? What is this?" And then other times it's like, "Oh, literally, we took a pic." We took two pictures of quote unquote files that were spilled out of the secrets, and there's like a couple lines of text on this little page and this little page for most of the issues. Like, it's like they're not even trying to build something. And it's so that's where I was like, yeah. okay, if you're going to ape the style, then fucking ape the style and nail it. Do back matter that matters. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to even try, just tell a freaking story where the watchmen come in. And, and have it be a balls-out slam slugfest or whatever you want it to be. But, like, just pick one <laughs> and do it well. I, I, I'll point out uh, for fans of the Watchmen TV show, uh, if you want back matter uh, outside of the, uh, the podcast uh, that's actually in the universe, there's a website called Pedipedia, which is essentially a, a wiki for the Watchmen universe uh, that goes further in-depth on uh, things that are un- unraveled within the show, and also of the history of the uh, of the side, uh, you know, timeline uh, that's being presented there. So, if you have not checked out Pedipedia, you should go ahead and do that. Uh, but yeah, Do- Donovan, what do you what do you think of uh, of Doomsday Clock? Well, how much do you want me to like get into like like the spoilers since you've not read it? I, dude, you're you're more than welcome to. I've, I've been mostly spoiled already, so so be my guest. So five minutes. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not taking long. Um, it's a very flawed series, much in the way because, like, you know how late it was and all that kind of stuff. I can't deny that. I, at the end of the day, I do appreciate it and what Johns is going. For. I mean, Johns was doing his best, like Halloween cosplay Alan Moore impression, and <laughs> I, I almost, resp- I, I kind of respect that just on a, on, a, on a writing ambition kind of thing. And I thought the art was very good. Um, I do respect it for how it kind of settles. The cyclical, the cyclical nature of DC's continuity, like when they're getting to like the whole like you know, 
Oh, and this and, and 1938 Superman, 1950 something Superman, 1986 Superman, 2011 Superman. Like you know, then later on, it's like it, it, the idea that like the DC universe keeps rebooting, but there's there's going to be like characteristic truths about it. I thought, okay, that's cool. Let's settle this this continuity in this way once we're all. We know it's going to change later, on, you know, sooner or later. But like the idea is that like it, it there's an intrinsic truth to it. I thought that was actually really really cool. Um, I think that. There's not really the integrity of the story. It's 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 a little Swiss cheesy because because of the whole like you know bringing the Watchmen because like the way that he writes Doctor Manhattan's character by the end doesn't feel legitimate to me. But I, I like it for more what it does to DC than it does to Watchmen. And although I think this this thing was was kind of like you know verboten to begin with, I did enjoy the DC elements where it, where it ended up. So I mean I I I wasn't I, I was digging it by the end. All right, fair enough. In the end, I think even if I do enjoy it, I'm going to look at it as a missed opportunity. Like, the Legion of Superheroes have been reintroduced already. Justice Society's been reintroduced already. Like, all, all the shit that was being set up here had this thing just come out on time. DC had to move on, you know? They they could not wait for this thing to to, to come out because it was, it was, it was hand, handcuffing the universe. And, you know just depends on who you want to blame for that but you know in the end when a book is really freaking late you, you, you can't let it stop you from doing things so that's 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 the way i feel about it and why i have not finished it yet because i i just you know i basically threw my hands up after the first uh, delay and i'm like you know what screw this i'll wait till it's all out and i'll read it in one package so, <laughs> so that's that that's that all right, gentlemen, it is late, uh, and I appreciate the fact that we gabbed forever here, since it has been forever since we recorded. Uh, are there any other final topics that uh, that you want to quick shoot out there before we wrap up, or are, are we good to go? I have an episode um, of, uh, uh, questions we don't have answers where uh, we talk about Birds of Prey yeah. with um, Professor Carolyn Coca and Stella, the Batman uh, Batgirl Oracle podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that out at kinoinches.com just because you know, we have no, no time to talk about it here. <laughs> I didn't like that movie. Yeah, Bert, Bert's, Bert, that, that, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey was fun. That's the way I would it describe right. it. Yeah, it, it was fun. I, I, had, I had a fun time. It, I, I, it was fun. I actually, I think in the end, I, and this is a really weird statement for, for me to make, and I never thought I'd be able to say these words, I like Sonic the Hedgehog better. <laughs> I actually, Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I think I think you Sonic was a little cheesier. Yeah, and I because it wasn't R rated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's not. Yeah, I just Sonic. Sonic is, is a great kids movie. It is. But I, it's everything was super predictable to me. And I just didn't. I I liked it, but I wasn't into it. I had so a, a chili dog. So a kids movie. I had a chili dog yeah. with with uh, with golden onion rings. I did Sonic too. I loved that. That it was so good. Yes. You need to do onion rings more often. I agree. I agree. Alma Draft House, you kick ass. But yeah, now uh, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey was 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 fun. Um, I all of right too. Damn it. Suicide Harley Squad. I I hope is better. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. I mean, of the DC movies, it's probably in the middle yeah. to the upper 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 middle yeah no, you know it, what i mean it, it, it's it's like aquaman level for me um it's yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good call yeah so, so it's, it's the pectoral level yes yes uh, aquaman was better than this uh, i actually i i put this a little higher than aquaman uh, uh just 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 for the hunter stuff more than anything else i think i think that that character actually was really cool um actually 
Yeah, as an action, as an as an action, like a stunt, like aficionado, the action scenes were really good. Yeah, they're some of the best in superhero movies. It, I usually complain about something in every single Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Didn't complain about a single stunt in this movie. And, and I'll mention that they actually brought in the director of John Wick to uh, yeah. to direct a bunch of the action scenes in this, um, which is which is why those action scenes were as enjoyable as they were. I wish the plot was as enjoyable as the action scenes. That's probably the best way for me. The plot was really thin. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and obviously uh, a certain member of the of the crew of this uh, current podcast, which is that uh, that his favorite character uh, got a got a better uh, experience. Kidnoanswers dot com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, I've I've made my peace with that because yeah. I mean I've there is I've no had, peace during wartime. Listen, I I've already been through Man of Steel. Yeah. I I've done. Mm-hmm. I did the, it, none of this stuff affects me anymore. Like you, they, Thanos could have ripped Thor in half. Thor is my favorite Marvel character, yeah. besides Darkhawk. He could have ripped Thor in half in Endgame. It wouldn't bother me anymore. I've, I'm totally numb to this stuff. Yeah, Man of Steel helped with that. <laughs> I just don't care. You can do what Superman can have his neck snapped by Batman for all I care now. I don't care. See, this, this, this is my kind of like not caring thing because I went through BVS, which <laughs> I thought was like that's worse you could ever get, and like this. No, was exactly. Better. Yeah, no, yeah. BVS was worse. Now, I mean, uh-huh. I'm just saying, Man of Steel was the beginning of the end for me. Hey, like yeah. I. Dono, Dono, I paid for two tickets. I was just going to say, brother. I was just going to say. I paid for two tickets. I paid for two tickets for, D- I for drove, BVS. Yes. I, I drove five hours to see it with friends. I dro- Lucky for me, I took a Diamond bus. Took I took a bus two and a half hours to see it with my good friend, Brandon. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, I remember we talked about it. Like, <laughs> yep, and and, uh, and and hey, it was at a nice movie theater, which I think might be closing. If I if I if I remember reading the Philadelphia it's news correctly, gone. that's a shame. Uh, it sucks because that was a really good theater. Um, well, it's U City, so yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, we we uh, we had a good time recording about a bad movie. So that was you know that was in a park. Was, in a park. That's that's what that was. Didn't all we about. do an episode together? Like after that too? We did. Yep. Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, I, we spliced it together. Yeah. Um, right. 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 But uh, oh, uh, quick, quick uh, before final wrap up. Uh, just in general, do we care about the Black Widow movie? Um, yeah, I care a little bit. Okay, I mean, I mean this I'm not, last I'm not... trailer actually made me interested, but yeah. it's not going to matter because she's dead. Hey, no, um, we don't know. Well, maybe Yelena. I mean, this or you always do stuff with Yelena. Yelena and, <laughs> and uh, what do you call it? Um, so she was evil. I I I want to see what what Hopper's been up to since the Russians got him. That's true. Uh, well, you'll find that out in the next uh, next season of Stranger Things. Not uh, no, it's Black Widow's the setup to the next season of Stranger Things. No, she's not. Uh, <laughs> you motherfucker! I will I will say that I'm not convinced that she's dead. Let's put it that way. I think uh, I'm There's always ways out. I'm thinking more and more and more out of that, the Soul Stone. That's pretty definitive. Uh, scroll. Mm, There's plenty no. of ways. There, uh, yeah, Adam like Warlock. you can clone her. The Red Room cloned her, even that's you know. True. And, that's, that's and and then it turns point. out that Ray is Ray is a, is her is her granddaughter. You know, whatever. Well, no, 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 no dude, dude if you do realize Scarlett the clone Johansson thing comes back as Asian Psylocke. Oh God, fuck you! <laughs> that would be awesome. She that, gets Quanin's body. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. And then she can well. just like talk about it to no end. As, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. She, Especially, yeah, she comes back as major as Major Katsuragi. <laughs> 
uh, from, yeah, from like, the show. That. <laughs> She's altered carbon season three oh after this. <laughs> right, right, right. But and no. then uh, also she went Listen. to the she went to the to the magician school. A, a she is my favorite Asian tree actress. Okay, leave yeah. her alone. And 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 the, and the the clone thing actually happened in the fucking comics. Like, oh, I know. It's dude. So, yeah, so, totally. From um, Secret Secret Empire. Yeah. Yeah, she, she died in Secret Empire and came back. Yeah, she, she like literally two months later. Yeah, I know. she's a clone, but she's not. She's not. Uh, she's you know she's a clone, so she's a different Black Widow, but she's still the same Black Widow. She slices. She's how they're going to do Secret Invasion if uh, they make these scrolls out to be good guys. Oh, uh, it's just I'm one guessing one second factions. scrolls. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. guessing there's two more multiple factions. The scrolls like they're on the comics. It's the the Secret Invasion scrolls are a fanatical cult version of the scrolls. Yeah, she loves you. Yeah, if, if if the uh, if it turns out that they're using Captain Marvel two to introduce Rogue into the Marvel Cinematic, and that's your first X Man, I am okay with that. Bucky right? basically been, came out and said like, "Don't expect to see them for years, like into I the know. next phase." I know. I don't believe him. <laughs> they made a billion dollars. I, don't, I, I can't imagine they're going to say like years. Yeah. Oh, uh, what many billion dollars? Not, not Dark Phoenix. Not Dark Phoenix. Oh, you mean the X? I thought you meant Captain Marvel. I was, I was like, they're gonna sleep on Captain Marvel. No, 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 no. No, they're no. sleeping on the mutants. Yeah. Which I can. No, I think he means an X Men movie as opposed to like just the mutants. I'm sure we're gonna get little. Okay, yeah, I, he- I heard that too. We got yeah. new mutants coming out finally. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then after all these decades, I, I believe there, there's gonna be a disclaimer at the fir- at the front of it saying the views expressed by this movie are not necessarily the views expressed by the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it doesn't exist in it. Man, I remember that when that movie was first filmed when I was like in grade school. Yeah. Oh, God. No, no, that's that's true. I think I think it came I like I think it was being filmed right around the time that I got my firehouse from the Ghostbusters when I was like four. Macy mm, Williams too. Fun yes. more than Anna Taylor Joy in that movie is actually Anna Taylor Joy's grandmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. So all those scenes, CG, they reshoot, man. Yeah, all those all those reshoot scenes they got, they found this girl. Maisie Williams, who looked just like the actress from the original movie, no, it's amazing. Maisie wow. Williams, like, got a time machine in the middle of her Game of Thrones run, um, went back um, in time, wait, shot this movie, then on. got back in the time machine to finish Game of Thrones. Brent, and then nobody told her since she didn't go to the future. Nobody told her that the Game of Thrones ending wasn't that good. Brent, you missed it. You That's missed You missed it. You missed a obvious Doctor Who joke with Maisie Williams. I know. But, I was about to say it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't watch Doctor Who, so it's no wonder I missed. Uh, it. Okay, yeah. I, I love that season finale. If you find saw it, yeah, I, I know it's controversial, but I, I have awesome. not watched this past season, nor have I watched season before it. I just got way behind, but I, I look forward to catching up. We'll probably get a month of HBO Max just so I can catch up on Doctor Who. So we'll 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 see about. I that. haven't watched this before Clara died. Oh wow, it's been a while. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a boring companion. He also only watches three TV shows, so that's you know there's. Yeah, exactly, there. dude. I'm so behind on every single name a TV show. I'm most likely behind on it. Uh, Sliders. No, I finished that when it aired. Uh, the X Files. Yeah, I'm behind. Okay. I never. I I watched it like every now and then. I never watched it regularly. Uh, Letter Kitty. Never watched it. Tango and Cash. Mm. I don't think I watched that. Okay. Uh, I'm caught on Stranger Things. I'm caught up on Stranger Things. I'm caught up on Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm caught up. Mash. On, what about Mash? Uh, I'm not caught up on Mash. There's too many episodes, <sighs> and it was bad. never on enough. NCIS. <laughs> yeah. Okay. NCIS New Orleans. 
NCIS Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm caught up in. Yeah, I'm caught up in those two. Not the original NCIS. CSI. Yeah, okay. CSI SVU. Why don't you ask me if I'm caught up in Gunsmoke while you're at it? The Bernie Sanders show on HBO. Larry, I don't Larry Sanders. Larry no, no. Sanders. The, the, Gary, the Gary Chandling show from HBO. Oh, whatever. Kids in the Hall. Like, I just, I get frozen by, by my cue because it's so many fucking, ugh. Frozen 2. Have you seen Frozen 2? No, I haven't even seen the first Frozen. Oh man, let it go. What? Let it go. Into the unknown. I have. I clearly have. <laughs> All right. It, uh, literally, does anybody else have anything to say? We were at three hours. No. Okay. I no, we, but Raph will still keep talking. That is true. The fun never ends. Okay. Uh, let's let's go around the horn. Uh, let everybody know uh, where they can find you and all that fun stuff. We will begin with Donovan. As always, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's always a lot of fun. My pleasure. You can find, find me on QNOAnswers at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Well, that's the email for the show. QNOAnswers.com for questions we don't have answers. Uh, I am DonoDMG1 on Twitter. And Donomark, or no, I'm Donovan. What is my Instagram? Ask for it. Uh, <laughs> you can find me there. <laughs> Where, and, uh, wherever yeah. it is. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll link to it in the, uh, in the show notes. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Raph, you have a podcast again. Thank you for having me on this terrific show. I am trying to lead a movement that's going to change the world. You can find my podcast, Raph Talk Stuff, on my website, RaphDoesStuff.com. All my social media is also the same. And if you have the time, please donate to my cause. Thank you all again. It sounds like Dan Adio is a black panther. I, w- I was going to say, like, I, I know you're going for Bernie, but, like, it literally sounds like I w- Dan DeSanders. I, I, I was going for a little bit of both because we did talk about the Dio, so I, I in my head I, I modified it a little Wait, bit. Wait, hold on. I got it. San Dio. San Dio. That's it. <laughs> I was playing San Dio. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, that's what happens at 1 a.m. Uh, Brandon, where can we where can we find you? All right, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Dabadon, T H E D A B B A D O N. Uh, my podcast email is popcultureclashpodcast at gmail.com. We are on iTunes. I am doing a live play D and D show coming out soon. Um, that is going to be probably released in the next couple weeks. Hopefully, we're trying to get a couple mm-hmm. oh, under under a can. Yes, uh, I know you're about yours, Raph, and um, I. That's really about it. Uh, follow my co-host uh, Ados Baron at Ados Bar- uh, at Ados Baron on Twitter. Uh, that's about it. If you ever need a, a, a guest star on the D and D, uh, Shemmerman is available. I'm just saying. Oh, it's not. I'm not. The, I'm not the dungeon master. Oh, you're player. not. Oh, sweet. Okay, so you're just playing in it. Got it. Okay, cool. Another wait. Quick replug. I also am the producer of the Natural Ones D and D live play game. It's at Twitch.tv slash Natural underscore ones underscore. Nice. All right, cranky cranky casino. Where can they find you? Cranky casino. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your that's your with new uh, that that's your new YouTube uh, uh, name by the way. Cranky Ooh. casino with a K. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it already has a K, so it'd be cranky casino with two Ks. That's true. That's true. No, that's no. A, there's don't, one don't, more don't, way from being comfortable. Uncomfortable. You don't want to die. Actually, no. it's two Ks and cranky. No. We're not. And then no. a, all right. All right. You know what? Fuck it. Brent Casino. Where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me on Why YouTube. And on the Facebook, BK's Bullets. Nice. 
and, and, and on the tweets at, at, at Casina B. Sure. Sure. And, and you and you have an Instagram too, I think. But I'm not. I, I retweet a lot. I don't tweet yeah, very much. You're pretty much a retweeter. That's what you do. Retweets Yeah. Uh, what's your latest video, anyway? I did one. I need to post the other one. I did one on the Asbats cowl I got in the mail yesterday. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, for for anybody uh, who has not listened to it yet, by the way, uh, the uh, the the post right before this one on the Comic Timing site. Uh, was a uh, a Brent Casina led episode, the best games of 2019, uh, which we, which you released back in December. Uh, so it's still relevant if you're if you're looking to find out some uh, some good choices on uh, video games uh, for uh, what Brent and Jim were there to talk about. So check that out on the website, and uh, you can find uh, my stuff uh, at i underscore am underscore sci-fi on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, easy to find in both locations. Uh, I've also uh, been a regular on Comic Key Speak for a while now and continue to be. And uh, I think our next episode is going to be a previews episode. Uh, we were going to record this last week, uh, but there were some issues uh, with the uh, with the studio, so we did not get a chance to. Eventually, we'll be recording our Book of the Month Club for uh, DC uh, The New Frontier, uh, which you can hear us wax poetic on. Uh, but uh, the most recent episode on there was a, was a replay of... Uh, an episode uh, back from 2013 when uh, Jamie D was still with us, and uh, they we well, mm. they, they went ahead and did a trivia episode with as many geeks as they could get into the room, and it's an awesome episode that if you have not listened to, you should go ahead and listen to. It's great stuff. So check my stuff out there at comicgeekspeak.com, and uh, also we did our best of 2019 awards nomination show on episode 1762. So there we go with that. Guys, it has been a goddamn pleasure. I love marathon recording sessions, and uh, maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll try to do it in uh, in under three months next time, or our pizza will be free. It depends on who gets All fired right. next time. <laughs> exactly. I guess, right. I guess I'll talk to you guys in, in July then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pen- pencil it in. Uh, we'll still be talking about <laughs> coronavirus. Uh, and I would say get it, stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the cancellation of. San Diego Comic Con by that time. Yes. Everybody just needs to get Lyme disease since Lyme's always make Corona's better. Oh, oh no. You, how long have you been sitting on that joke? That that <laughs> was bad, man. And yet he was too late. I heard that before. <laughs> and the email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. Check us out at facebook.com slash comic timing for more Facebook conversation and random links that we feel like posting. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. And for Casina, for Christopher, for Morgan Grant, and for Suhu, I'm Levenstein, reminding everybody out there that there's always time for comics, but we sure as hell are not timely. <laughs> Next question. That's Marvin. Marvel's time. <laughs> that should be our new motto going forward. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Here's the thing that I found interesting. Over Hold on, the last guys, guys. Years. I lost. I lost you for a minute. Hold on. Hold on. What's up? Well, that wouldn't be a problem if you sign up for 5G. Check out AT and T's newest selection. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Your wave band is so short. You're you read Engadget, follow Chris <laughs> and Ian, you would know that true 5G doesn't really exist out in the wild yet because the signal's not really strong enough to uh, 
go through buildings, much less across two blocks. I know. Well, the other thing is, the 4G, there's still places that don't have 4G, so... Yeah. 